Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a very special week of weird news here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. We recently put out a poll asking all of you lovely, lovely people to vote on the top 10 weird news stories of 2022. And boy, did you. Uh, So we, we got a load of votes. Thank you to everyone who contributed. And... I have spent the last couple of evenings editing all of these together into what has become almost four hours of the best weird news stories that we had over the last year. So thank you to everyone who sent in stories over last year, who voted on the poll or who just listens uh, every week or even if this is your first episode ever listening to weird news. Thank you all so much for your time. We hope you find this enjoyable and we will be back to our regular weird news next Wednesday. Thanks very much. Um, so, Sean, this is weird news. And I feel like with the week that you've had, mm. what I wanted to do and start off with is right in your, it's right in your zone, right? Now? Because we started a new segment a few weeks ago <laughs> of Sean's Relationship Corner. Uh, I can't remember the exact name we gave it, but it was along those lines of you giving relationship advice and ultimately being bad at it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm clearly able to manage most things in my own life so I should be allowed to manage things in other people's lives as well (laughs) I have my thing sorted now to point (laughs) and and give give demands to others is what you said to me exactly exactly yeah I'm 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 completely finished and now it's time to to repair some other people so I mean I feel like this could be one of our biggest segments that we've ever done on Weird News it's just me bringing you relationship problems and you just solving them just figuring it out and just helping these poor people move on um, and maybe just like exceed in what they want to achieve in their lives yeah. I, I think that's perfect it's beautiful and I have a 100% success um, rate as well <laughs> we never talked to that person again <laughs> the last person that you faced no news is good news <laughs> I think your plan was the problem was that his girlfriend was smelly and he didn't know how to tell her and your plan was stick her in a big room and spray her full of (laughs) detergent you buy her a load of lush bath bombs and you microdose COVID so you lose your sense of smell (laughs) next question (laughs) 
one down. <laughs> next to, to next one. So shall I bring to you another problem this week? And we're starting off weird news with a wedding. Ooh. Um, normally a happy time. Yeah. Normally a time to, to bring people together. Fucking love weddings. Um, I'm a recently engaged man myself. Shall oh, I'll bring it up I mean? the recently engaged. <laughs> As an engaged <laughs> um, Groom threatens to cancel wedding after bride suggests their dogs marry each other as well. Oh. I mean... I wouldn't cancel a wedding over it, but I also wouldn't let that happen, I don't think. It does go another level of weird halfway through, though. Yeah. Because just this very, just a small little tidbit that you really need to know is that the groom doesn't actually have a dog. Okay. Huh? So, a groom... Hmm. Continue. <laughs> a, a groom claims he's now considering calling off his wedding altogether after his fiance and her best friend reveal their plans to marry their dogs to one another at the actual ceremony. So he doesn't have a dog. Right. So they decided to marry their dogs together. So the the groom has no he has no horse in this race as it is. Like he's he, it's just his wife's. If he did, that would actually be very frowned upon. I think. Well, the dog and a horse relation—it's a real. It's I don't know how that work. would work. Never going to work at all. Yeah, uh, it's never going to work. So her friend's dog is going to marry her dog at her and her fiance's wedding. <laughs> yes, kind of cheapens the whole idea of the day, doesn't it? <laughs> Look, as he doesn't have any dogs of his own, however, not being much of a dog person, as he states, the two pals quickly began gushing about how cute it would be to include both of their pets in the upcoming wedding. Um, so look, he initially agrees to keep his bride-to-be, Jessica, happy, mm. as you do, right? Presuming she just want the dogs there with them at the altar, yeah. he presumed I've at seen, the beginning. I've seen that, you know, the dog like runs up the aisle and sits patiently besides mm. the groomsman and the bridesmaid. Yeah. It's a lovely scene, lovely for the photos. And completely normal to think that, because like, if she's like, I'd love the dog to be part of the wedding, you're like, cool, Fair enough, yeah. sounds good. Why not? <laughs> just so tired. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grant. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it soon emerged that Abby, the, the what's the one? It's not bridesmaid, it's the one above that. Maid of Honor. Maid of Honor. The, Abby, who's the Maid of Honor, and Jessica wanted a full-blown wedding ceremony for their pooches on the day itself, with entire parts of the reception dedicated to their pets. <laughs> That's a lot when... One okay, so let's just prioritize the human marriage above the dog marriage because dogs don't yeah. have a concept of marriage. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of a lot to ask the non-dog interested half of that relationship mm. to be like, "Hey, let's throw a second wedding <laughs> for these <laughs> creatures that don't understand." That. Look, look, I think the concept of the getting the two dogs married is a bit weird, yeah. right? But it's not that big a deal if you want to be a weirdo and just marry the two of them off together in, like, some weird ceremony that, like, friends show up. It's probably things that rich people sh- should waste money on. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. Just doing. <laughs> Right? If you want to burn your own money, fair fuck. I feel where the issues come in is when they're like, let's ruin our wedding as well. <laughs> like, because, yeah, because then it becomes the wedding where the dogs got married and not our yeah. wedding day. 
That's a terrible thing to say about <laughs> the two of them. No, Connor. But, um, the, the 29-year-old group vented. Um, sh- like, puppy... They wanted, like, shit like a puppy picture slideshow, a cake for them, dog-friendly favour bags because they want their friends and her family to bring their dogs too. Oh, that, no, that's, that's escalating it into, like, there's going to be a shit ton of dogs at this wedding. Why I've brought this to you, Sean, is this is one man who just said, yeah, all right, to one request. Yeah. And it has snowballed to the point where it's no longer his wedding. Yeah, now it's just let's plan a wedding and invite a bunch of dogs, which is yeah. cute. And it's cute for a couple of hours. Oh, doggos are are good boys no. and good girls. That's fair enough. Absolutely. But like, I, 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 look, I love dogs more than anyone on the planet, I think. Mm. But... Mm. Set me. Well, well, we'll fight about that later. But like, they're great for photos and maybe the ceremony, maybe a bit of the reception. But after that, like, there's going to be eighty drunk adults and like four dogs and dogs shitting themselves, shitting themselves. Like dogs wanting to go home. You know, there's going to be a lot of expensive clothes and food around the place. That are just, just left about. Oh, man. I love the, the idea of the dog just going, ah, oh, just fucking, can we not just get a taxi? Like, I just don't understand why we're still here. Like, just, lads, I want to go home to me bed. Oh, but, like, imagine you're a dog and you can hear fucking 10 miles away. And then, I don't know, fucking, what do they play at weddings? Sweet Caroline comes on the speaker system. <laughs> and you have to put up with that and everyone drunk singing to it. And it's two in the morning. Oh, the boat. Oh they're, oh, they're rocking that boat. You better believe they're rocking that boat. Um, I told them no, he said. And that I already made one compromise on the issue of bringing the dogs in the first yeah. place. And I don't want a bunch of dogs around our entire wedding and reception. And if they did that, we'd have to find an all new venue, probably. Because the venue we picked wouldn't allow it. So, so far... This so man good. is spitting straight um, fact at the minute, by the way. Like, I do so not this, think this man's in the wrong at all so far. <laughs> so, the, sexist. Okay, we're going to go to the whole paragraph well, here, Sean. I reminded her that she was near the limit of what that... Uh, she could contribute towards our wedding funds and I'd be paying the rest. And I don't really want to pay for all the extra for stuff for a bunch of dogs. They both said we were already at basically the limit of our budget as it was. Yeah. They both said that was really important to them. So I told Jessica point blank, we can stick to what we originally agreed to or she and Abby could have their costly party that allows dogs by themselves and we just get married at a courthouse by ourselves. I mean, look, it... It, it's harsh, but it's kind of true, you know? It, see, so many times, I think... Look, I don't want to be... You're the relationship expert, Sean. I'm just looking at this Connor, you're, fucking idiot. You're the, you know you're the engaged uh, one of us, though. So you... you this is... <laughs> like, I could be giving you advice someday. I look... <laughs> Fucking hope, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but um, I'm looking at this like, what's happened? This hasn't just cropped up. I'm thinking there's at least 10 conversations before this where he has said, do you not think it's a bit weird that we're having the same party mm. for both of them? See, and I think it starts like that. And then by the seventh question, it's, I definitely think it's weird that this is happening. See, it's all about phrasing with this, I think. So you need to come out and being like, you know, it's not something I'm comfortable with. I want, I want the day to be about us, you know, not about, not about dogs. Yeah. I get it's important. And the compromise there, right? You do a doggy wedding photo shoot. 
and you still get the it's gonna look the exact same as if those dogs got fucking married but you just have a load of pictures of them with bow ties on <laughs> that's it so so when he gives her this uh, pipe blank look we either stick to what we agreed to or we get married at a courthouse and you and Abby can just have your weird fucking ceremony with the dogs I'm not too pushed I just want to get married yeah because right? I love you um, <laughs> Yeah, because I love you, you fucking crazy person. Um, Abby didn't take this well at all. And she told Jessica he was being manipulative and making ultimatums, even asking Jessica to stay at hers until the groom pulls his head out of his ass. This is a bad start for a marriage. Okay, look, if you want, okay, real answer, break it off. That. <laughs> 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 I, I think real answer completely obviously uneducated Sean in terms of relationships yeah, yeah. I think Abby and Jessica might be in love I think yeah and I feel like the dogs are proxy for their own love and that's fair enough just go get married that's it <laughs> just stop dragging this why, poor man into yeah, it yeah why not save all the hassle and expense of planning two weddings for two different species <laughs> and just and even if and you'll have to plan a third wedding for you and Abby Anyway, even if they're, probably in six to eight months. Yeah, look, even if they're if they just want to be like close as friends with dogs who are married, like do that after your your own wedding. Like, I don't, I don't see mm. the need to marry two dogs together just because. Oh, it would be cute for a bit. So I bring this to you, Sean, as our relationship expert. What is this man to do? Break it off because leave her. <laughs> Get out of there. He's stuck in a predicament. But he loves his wife. Well, his wife to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, he loves her. He thinks she's the bee's niece. He thinks they get on well, they're soulmates. Oh, see. What's happened here is that it's all escalated. The snowball effect has taken over. He's too far in now. And now he's being called an asshole for turning down the dog wedding. Yeah, so you need... Okay, so you have a couple of options. Number one, you need to out crazy. So <laughs> you need to be like, fine, you can have the dog wedding. <laughs> But, and then what's a, what's like a more rambunctious animal that you could get in? You know? Oh, a sheep. A rambunctious sheep? No, f- two goats. You marry two goats together. and then Llamas. Llamas. Llamas is the way. Because the expense of llamas getting them in uh, alone would fucking bankrupt you. So, like, if you want to get in 50 llamas, like, that's going to bankrupt people. Um, I think you say we're, I'm having a rival llama wedding. Oh. At the same time. Uh, not even rival. Okay, hang on. So, guaranteed, right, there's people on his side of the family or friends of his that did not get an invite to the wedding. If there is budget set aside to marry two dogs, surely there would be budget to invite all of yeah. my other friends and relatives. Yeah. And that's how you shut it down right quick. It's like, because now oh. you laugh like one of them has to has to fold at that point. Oh, be, because that, then he said, so what you're saying is you're calling the bluff, you're playing chicken. So you're saying, if we got an extra five grand, I would love to spend the extra five grand paying for people to come and see the dog wedding. Yeah. I think my Auntie Juliet, twice removed, would fucking love to see Weird it. Cousin Victor, he can come along. <laughs> like, yeah, he loves dogs. He loves it. And I just want to go as far as you can, because I'm assuming there's somebody in his family that Jessica hates. Has to be. Bring them. They'll always Bring be them someone. and make them either just, they're like the speaker. Yeah, or like pay for a celebrity to do the ceremony, but one that she hates. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, find which one she hates. Like, she's, she's not into the humor of, I don't know, Jack Black. And so pay Jack <laughs> to do the ceremony. That would actually be class. I would love that. Jack actually would do a really good no, job, to be fair actually, to Jack. He'd do really well at a dog wedding as well. Like him. Oh, he would. He would. Oh. oh. See, I, here, here, I just don't know what this man is to do, Sean. I think, see, you could call the venue and just be like, hey, can we have 40 dogs there and put them on speaker and just listen to them say no. And it's like, right, that's it. Problem solved. I think... Uh, uh, I was going to say, I think the genuine answer is compromise and just pay for a doggy photo shoot and just, you know, get that done, get the photos, post them on Instagram. Ah, oh, we all got married. Ha, 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 ha. Mm. Or, you know, wedding favours. And like at the table, there's like a little, little muffin or a little cupcake or something like that. You know, you're engaged. Uh, but instead... <laughs> Of the usual sweet treat deliciousness as a wedding favour. Yeah. Dog whistle. <laughs> a dog whistle for every seat at every table. <laughs> no, but you're causing harm to the doggos. No, look, the dogs will be fine, okay? It's a yeah. it's it's not a it's not a painful whistle, it's just one that makes them howl. And you give that even at the kids' table. Even at the kids' table, because no adult will hear it. But the dogs will, and it will ruin the entire ceremony. So then they'll go mad and piss and shit and run around the place and ruin the whole... This is why, for Connor, this is the genius of it. This is why you have a rehearsal dinner. So this happens before the actual day. So she sees the error of her ways in inviting a hundred dogs yeah. to her wedding. Yeah. And so on the day, you just have the regular wedding that you planned and paid for. Rehearsal dinner did not go well, but everything else will be fine. Yeah. I I have a look once again, Sean. I cannot make it clear enough that you are the expert. I am just I'm just <laughs> a lonely man who's just trying to offer your guess, opinion. Right? So you got an extra I don't know, like if you're near the end of the budget, right? An extra five hundred euro, a grand, yeah. maybe that they have. Just this is the ultimate limit. This is all we have, right? You spend a grand building the world's biggest stick, okay? <sighs> I'm I'm thinking the world's biggest stick. I think you've just described And the you tree. get all 40... Do- <laughs> no, you shape it like a stick, <laughs> right? And all the all the dogs are all there. And then what I want you to do is I want you to get, build a big slingshot. A big fuck-off slingshot. This is going. And you fuck, the, 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 you fuck it two miles away, right? All the dogs go chase it off. You have at least half an hour to get an actual bit of ceremony done before the time they get back. Ben Connor. Once the dogs come back, what do we do with the big stick then? But have you ever seen that video of the dog trying to get through the door with the stick in its, it's mouth? too long. And a cad, because it just keeps hitting the two sides? Imagine that with 40 dogs. Oh my God, they would, they'd run down the whole venue. The whole gazebo would be torn down. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. They won't be able to get through anywhere. They, they have no concept of turning sideways. That is true. But then, once, mm. even if they do get back and they leave that big stick outside, you're now trapped inside of the venue. Yeah, lock the doors. But then, but then, but she knows all the dogs are out there, so it's going to be like we should let them yeah. in. They're part of the wedding. Lock her out with them. Once, once it's done, lock her. You want out with to them. throw the new bride to the wolves, basically. I mean, it's not wolves. Sean. They're descended they're from wolves. Ah, yeah, but they're doggos. They're nice. It's her wedding. Depends. That's just uh, part of the fucking pride of the of the crew. I just look. I look. I just think 
it's unreasonable to say like I know we're out of money and I know this wedding is important and we both love each other and I know you're not big yeah. on dogs but hear me out <laughs> I want to marry the two dogs together and invite all of the dogs yeah. for all of the people to the wedding yeah. I mean that's a big ask and also and I can't stress this enough we have no more money for the wedding <laughs> so I love the fact that he was like we're literally at the end so ultimately it'll just be me paying for the fucking dogs that I don't want there in the first place and uh, look and I'm all for compromise in a relationship right but I feel you can't bend on this no I I, I think you might have been right at the start maybe just call it off just call it off it's it's one of those ultimatums. Like, but see, he he loves her. You know what I mean? He, he thinks she's the bee's knees. But so I also don't think as well that the, the whole, oh, we'll pay for the dog wedding, but we'll get married at a courthouse. I don't think that's an ultimatum either. I feel like that's a like... No, I think he's is- literally just trying to find the best way that... It's, it's probably the worst, best thing he could do. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, he clearly wants to marry her, but it's just like... Okay, but we have no money, so it's either the dogs or us. If the dogs are important to you, that's fine. We'll do that. But <laughs> I don't know if we're being biased, but in my head he's like, "Look, it's going to cause less hassle. You just have the fucking dog wedding. I don't mind. I'll. I don't care about my debt. <laughs> we'll just yeah. sacrifice it in a courtroom if that makes it happier." She's like, "No, I want my own wedding as well." Well, for God's sake, can the dogs not wait though? Can they not? Like, if the can they not? If they just got married, they don't even know. They don't. They don't have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> they don't even like each other. That's another thing. Are the dogs friends? You can't force dogs to get married. I, I think it was, there has to be frowned about the for, forced dogs to get can't married. For, sorry, you can't force people to get married either. I just want to stress that also. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were iffy on that. Though, no, I don't know. You, before we started recording. You said you were on the fence. And I said, ah, can't. <laughs> I don't know. I need to see more evidence. <laughs> One way or the other. The, uh, no, I think, look, either phase it out or stand your ground and just be like, nah, no. Or... Uh, microdose COVID so you can't smell the shit and piss that will be everywhere at that hotel actually if you microdose COVID uh, technically mm. you'd have to reduce the amount of people at the wedding uh, <gasps> and so like y- y- you you would maybe eliminate some of the dog owners you know so what you what we're saying is we've done two of these relationship advice and both of them have ended with microdosing COVID yeah but that's only because it's the best option <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we might not be qualified. The streak continues. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> We've nailed it. Another one up, another one out to Paul Park. Uh, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. Um, so, Sean, we are starting this week with a Chinese man who had a bit of a rough foul time. He had a, he had a rough journey. Um, okay. Look, he was going to pick some pine nuts and things happened and he ended up 300 kilometers away. As Chinese man rides on a hydrogen balloon to pick up pine nuts, ends up drifting 300 kilometers. Why is that the optimal way to pick up pine nuts? What the fuck? <laughs> A man who lost control of his hydrogen balloon while harvesting pine nuts in China has been found and rescued after landing in a forest two days later and more than 300 or 186 miles away from where he started. 
So I assume, okay, so he was using the balloon to get up in the trees to pick the nuts? Uh, yes, and but then the I, wind? ultimately, I don't want to be, I don't want to tell this man how to do his job. You're not but a pilot there are farmer, things in, There are things called ladders. Um, Think of the labour cost of a ladder, though. Let, let me uh, scenario. Here's how every ladder scenario goes: is that you pick up the ladder, you move yeah. it somewhere, you stretch it up to the second level. It's not high enough. You have to do it again. You climb up, pick four pine nuts or some shit. <laughs> then you have to climb down, extend it even more, and then go back up and pick more pine nuts. And then when you get down, you pick it up. It's like a horizontal. And then when you swing around, you accidentally hit someone and knock them over. Oh, it's an absolute nightmare. You're trying to cross a busy highway and all these lads are trying to deliver glass behind you <laughs> yeah. you don't know what's going on um, so the man surnamed who has been working alongside a colleague on, or had been working alongside a colleague on Sunday um, when they lost control of the balloon while his colleague jumped to safety wow. who missed his chance and drifted away <laughs> That's a very narrow window with the balloon where... First of all, bastard. You're never talking to him again. Oh, yeah. But, like, at least... I mean, if two of them were in the balloon, it'd be heavier and they might have landed sooner as well. Yeah, so he's actually kind of... He's even more resentful. He sentenced him to death right there. I can only assume. He cut all the sandbags off the side as well before he went. It's it's one of those moments where you learn a lot about someone. Like, I think for the rest of their lives, there's just a look that he has from, like, in my time of need... You fucking left out with a balloon at the last second, didn't you? You didn't even care if I made it. it have you just... have you ever read the book Touching the Void? No. Well, it's a very similar situation. These two men were mountain climbing, I believe, on Everest. Right. And is this I... the movie One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours? Because I've seen that. Well, it's quite similar actually, because they fall down a crevasse and they're like tied together. And uh, one has to eat the other? No, he has to cut the rope to save himself oh. and leave his friend down. But his friend has survived halfway down the thing. I haven't read it in a while. I think both <laughs> men lived. I think. There's a this thing is the best. There's a thing about eating snow. Uh, you shouldn't if you eat t- snow. you tuned in this Saturday, we have our book club. It's our mm-hmm. exclusive first episode launching. <laughs> Sean talks about a book he read when he was 14 and has not touched since. And tries to remember the plot. <laughs> I think there's a lad and he goes to magic school or some shit. Oh, that's so weird I was about to say Harry Potter. <laughs> it's the default book reference, I think. Of course. Um, the, um, this there's also- some lad, there, there was a bunch of elves talking trees. Everyone was white. That's, that's the- fucking... That's set. I can't stress enough how white everyone was. In my head, that's how it worked. And that's the only way I'll cast it, as far as I'm concerned. A little joke about the Lord of the Rings show. If you haven't been keeping up with the drama, then don't worry about it. First of all, look, the casting and everything in that show is fine. That's the most expensive show ever made. I like, and I love Lord of the Rings. I'm not fucking keeping up with that. I couldn't give a shit. It's it's a lot it's like it's it, this isn't a movie or TV show no, or review show but it's just it's it's uh, what's the point I'm just watching Game of Thrones it's fine uh, although anyway. people complain that elves all have to be white just it's, it, they're an elf they're, <laughs> it's fine yeah they're, like if that if that's the problem you have with this world <laughs> that, that is the line I draw okay not the terrible Irish accents that all of those fucking not hobbits have uh, also <laughs> this story right with this balloon going haywire this has unearthed something in me because I used to have a deep-seated fear of hang gliders because right. you're not in control. Where one gust of wind, you're 200 miles away. Oh. I, I couldn't wrap my head around that as a kid. So that like yeah. terrified me. So, so uh, But in my... I'm going to retort mm-hmm. and say 
there wouldn't really be a lot of situations mm-hmm. as a child that you would be put in that you'd say, oh, no, I'm accidentally in a hang glider. Like, I think it's something that you'd have to actively pursue. That's true. But what if I was in a situation where I had to hang glide? Like, for <laughs> say, say charity or something like that. <laughs> And Let's get the six-year-old boy. I would know because I'd happily hang glide if I knew what was going to happen. But the <laughs> fact that wind can just go—we've all had a kite hit a tree. I don't want that to be me. In my head, you always had a kite in a tree. <laughs> I've, ne- I've consistently launched a kite and it's gone into a tree every time. Even in a field, no trees around. The string has snapped and it's gone into a tree. <laughs> That's yeah. That 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 really does sum up my childhood. Apparently, <laughs> um, he was not found until nine a.m. on Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> once again, this was Sunday that he left. Yeah, um, he was not found until nine a.m. on Tuesday when, after tracing his mobile phone signal, a rescue team made up of more than five hundred people from the local police and fire departments spotted his balloon stuck in a tree. Sean, no. It's, it, well, that doesn't justify anything. I, I don't know I if said, that proves anything no. for you, but <laughs> there you go. I'm still baffled by how balloon is the optimal way to collect pine nuts. Is that an industry it, it standard? It, it just can't be. Can I? I don't, I don't understand. I'm going to Google balloon pine nuts. This story is going to be the first thing to come up. Well, obviously. I mean, you should really just Google how to collect pine nuts. That's true. How to collect? Okay, dumb question, right? And I look. I want to ask this question. I don't want you to laugh. I don't want you to judge me. Okay, every, uh, but the listeners are also here, so we're just, let's just okay. We're all in this do, together. Do pine nuts definitely come from a pine tree, or am I mistaken? Connor, have you? Has the audio cut out? Is that what's going on? <laughs> the, the headphones. Oh, the headphones. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so you're asking me, do pine nuts come from pine trees? I'm just saying, maybe there, yeah. maybe there's different sources of them, but apparently, no. I actually think they grow them like carrots. Oh, really? Like in the ground? Yeah. That I actually think that. Yeah. Well, if you, well, if you, is no, a nut isn't a well, an almond is a seed, and a nut, look, it's, I'm having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> Pine nuts come from pine cones. Title of my autobiography. They come from pine cones. So the easiest way is to lay them out and let them dry out on their own, apparently. Uh, So why is this man in a balloon? Wait until they fall. I guess so. Because surely they'd have to fall, because otherwise they're fresh and like. No, he's, he's floating along in his balloon, picking them off. Why would he need a balloon to pick them up off the ground? How big is this balloon? Like, cause it, it has to be not very big to be in the forest. He has to get in between trees and shit. <laughs> I feel like we're being crazy, but this is the stupidest way to collect pine nuts. How have they never... Fo- Why haven't they addressed in this article the way that this man chose Look, to collect I, pine I'd nuts? I'd say we are missing something really obvious that's like, obviously that's how you do it, but from my vantage point... It takes way more effort to fucking bring a balloon into the, the forest. The, the hydrogen cost alone <laughs> the hydrogen would fucking negate your pinecone operation. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm looking, I found a picture of these lads doing the pinecone picking, right? And what I have, imagine the basket of a cherry picker, right? Yeah. A big hydrogen balloon up top of them, yeah. floating them up. And then they have a big pole that they use to get the pine nuts off the trees. Okay. I have a I have a counter suggestion. Go ahead. 
stand on the ground, big pine nut cone, just poke it. Just poke it. Shake the tree really hard. Shake the tree really hard. Let a bull loose in the forest. Try a load of red, like, fabric around every tree. He'll wear the shit out of him and all the pine cones will fall. Walk three kilometres backwards up a hill. Take yeah. out a hang glider, hang no, glide into Connor, the no, forest, no, 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 no. And on your swing past, <laughs> big pole, big, swing it. Or just baseball bat, strike the tree. It'll all oh, yeah, fall down. but you're hang gliding at the same time while oh, yeah, swinging yeah. the baseball bat. Yeah, you got two hands, don't you? <laughs> I've got two hands. Then you get stuck in the tree, and then it's a much yeah. simpler rescue operation. And then you got to get another hang glider to come, another baseball bat to hit you out of the tree. And then it's a terrible bridge of hang gliders all the way to the start of the mountain. And yeah. then someone just walks across those and gets you out. Bit of a stroll, bit of a stroll, and then pine nuts. Pine nuts. And all you have to do is sacrifice at least 50 people, and then you get all the pine nuts you want in that specific tree. How's your fucking cob salad taste now that you know how it was made? <laughs> Um, by the way, who told the newspaper? Um, I almost gave up. Thanks to the rescuers, otherwise I wouldn't be alive. Which, not great. When he says I almost gave up, he means jumping out with a fucking balloon, doesn't he? He probably does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But he's in a tree. Why? Climb down the tree as well. Like, mm. eat, eat some pine nuts, why don't you? You know? Who told interviewers he had been cold and hungry during the ordeal? You don't say. However, <laughs> he was largely unharmed, suffering what were described as only minor injuries to his waist, which I can only assume was when the other lad pushed him out of fucking way. I was like, no, nah, fucking, I'm going. <laughs> they were wrestling to try and see who could jump <laughs> off first. <laughs> the use of hydrogen or helium balloons to harvest pine nuts has become more common in China in recent years. Oh, here we go, okay. And there are occasionally reports of pickers being swept away, though not usually as far as Hugh. Um, in 2019, two men picking pine cones in China uh, reportedly lost control of the balloon and drifted 10 kilometres before oh. landing safely and being arrested for breaking aviation regulations. Gas. <laughs> Now, lads, you shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. Come on now, lads. Feet on the ground. You know the rules. You can't leave the fucking ground. So wait, are these unsanctioned pine cone harvesters then? So, but what a terrible way to keep under, like, undercover. I'm going to pull out a giant fucking balloon and fill it with hydrogen. And the police won't see me. Yeah. And, like, where do you get these as, a, like, a, a civilian... Where do you get these massive balloons and gallons upon gallons of hydrogen? <laughs> hydrogen is so expensive, I can only assume. I mean, it sounds expensive, doesn't it? Like, that's what it, they it make sounds, bombs with. sounds smart. And that's how I know it's expensive. Uh, here's how I get put on the list. How much does hydrogen cost? <laughs> hydrogen costs around $16 per kilogram. So right. that's like $16 a litre. That's... A that's a lot of fucking hydrogen you're going to need to, like, fuel. That's uh, how uh, your standard weather balloon. How how big <laughs> is a weather balloon? Oh, man. We're looking at this pure financial side of this business and how it just does not make any sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to need the volume of the balloon, please, Google. Vo- of course. Uh, d- uh, d- uh, 200 cubic feet. Right. So that's... Oh, so his feet and kilos, it's a whole thing. It's a lot of money, is what I'm going to say. Uh, I think the maths term is lots. Yeah. What's a heap of hydrogen cost? Lots. That's a maths. heap. A heap of... A fucking heap of hydrogen. <laughs> think of hydrogen. More. 
Take take a more than what you told. You'd That's want, how much. Yeah, you'd want to make some amount of money harvesting the pine cones. Is all I'm trying to say. What's a, just a big pole and a ladder, and just set up the ladder. Walk up, walk up it, swing the pole, yeah. knock a few down, walk back down, move the ladder three yards to the right, repeat the process. Make friends with a squirrel. Get him to throw him down to you. <laughs> Get him in a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> You're locked in on the balloon thing. <laughs> the balloon is locked in. We just need a different pilot. I've paid for the hydrogen already. <laughs> I've got gallons of it. <laughs> it's not like helium. It doesn't make your voice funny. It just no, makes it, you it, dead. It just blow up. That's all it will do. So, oh, man. It's like um, the, the Hindenburg. Was that the big one that exploded? That was the Hindenburg. Yeah, that you are the correct. One. It's like this they is were, like... The, not a lot is said about that, but they actually were picking pine nuts. Uh, oh really really man yeah oh the humanity (laughs) what too soon (laughs) by the way what do you what does he say to his family like three days pass sunday to tuesday he just never comes home from work and the guy's like he flew away on the balloon he could be anywhere like the guy but yeah the guy who escaped from the balloon, who jumped off, surely he told his family, like, what happened? Uh, or did he, like... See, would you do? Because was he so ashamed that he was like, oh, he said he was fleeing the country. Like, he's starting a new life. He wants nothing he said, to do with you anymore. He said he doesn't love you anymore. Yeah, just he torch this man's life. He fucking hates you specifically, Jimmy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Little Jimmy, I fucking hate you. No, sorry, he hates you. He That's said you're I, his least favourite child. Not just his child, but any child in the world you're his least favourite. ever favorite. interacted with. Any child has been better than you. <laughs> he, like, comes back through the door three days later. like, family, I'm home. They're all just giving him the icy look. <laughs> <laughs> they just say they start inflating another balloon and like package him into it. It's <laughs> like get the fucking. <laughs> um, the next competition, Sean, that I really want to touch on is probably our biggest, literally, um, oh. as an absolute unit has been crowned the winner of Fat Bear Week. <laughs> it's true, I did win. <laughs> <laughs> I built different as I said on Tuesday night 747 that is bear 747 uh, received like his plane. second his second fat bear title after beating his competitor a young adult female bear identified only as 901 by more than 10,000 votes Sean um so, right. Fat Bear Week is the annual knockout-style competition in which the public votes on which bear in Katmai National Park, Alaska, has gained the most weight from summer to fall. Oh, he's a big lad. <laughs> oh, he's a big... Oh, je- oh he's... 747 or 901? So I'm looking at 747 here. Oh, they showed it before and after. Yeah. Showed it before and after, and he's like, oh, he's a little slim. He's a trim little boy, and then he's a mighty... Giant sir by the end of first, it. First, this is a big competition shot. It's very very prestigious. That's kind of why we're talking about it. Also, it's kind of funny that they have this competition. But first yeah. identified in 2004, Bear 747, he's the old vet, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's been around the block. He's been nicknamed the nearly one-ton veteran. It's a large adult male who has gone on to become the, one of the largest brown bears on earth, weighing as much as 1,400 pounds, according Jesus. to the Fat Bear Week. He's a sizable lad, all right. 
<clears throat> he he won for the first time in 2020. He has a blocky muzzle and a floppy right ear, per his bio. <laughs> It's like a fucking Tinder profile for this bear. <laughs> he is a skilled and efficient angler who is found fishing most often in the jacuzzi near the far pool of Brooks Falls. Man, he likes his comfort, you know? Look, he's, he's a big deal, you know what I mean? He's, 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 he's a chap. He, he, that man is, that bear, in fact, is he's catching yeah. salmon and he's poaching it in the jacuzzi is what he's doing. Mike Fitz, the founder of Fat Bear Week um, and former park ranger, has frequently endorsed 747 over the years, Sean. So, I mean, 747, he's the, he's the fucking, he's the favourite, right? He's the public yeah. favourite. He's been endorsed by the founder of the competition. He's kind of, look, I don't want to say, I don't want to cause strife in the competition, but he's the pe- he's not the people's champ, but he's the corporation's choice, is what mm. I would say. The, the, the company he's the has face chosen of the company. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, he, like they're putting him forward. Right, he's a, he's he's the one that they're everything. All the marketing is for him. You know, he's the favorite. He sells. He gets butts in seats. Is what he mm. does. Um, now, Mike has even said it's a bit of a running joke for me and some of the hardcore Bear Cam fans. <laughs> That's a out of context. That's a different sentence. But how, continue. How many of them are there? But te- more than ten thousand votes he won by. So technically, must be quite a lot of fucking votes. That's the thing. And like I, the like if I knew this was on, I would absolutely cast my vote for one of. You these get to bears. have a vote on which bear has gotten more fat. And I'm on the website, Connor. And not only is there the Fat Bear Awards, there's the Fat Bear Junior Awards. <laughs> And you get to look at the little bear cubs, and they're all pudgy and sweet. <laughs> and which one's getting real big? They're, and look, they all do get big. Like, they're all preparing up for hibernation. Some of them mm. compete as a litter, and others solo. Oh. Uh, and what are you looking goes. more so? Now, I know this is only your first day, and you've only got on the website maybe three minutes ago. This but, Sean, as a seasoned vet of this voting process, are you looking for wit? Or are you looking for bulk? What what would be your criteria to gather your vote this week? I this think it would be evenly spread bulk, personally. Because mm. that's, mm. that's a sensible way of doing it. If you're hibernating, you're stocking up on reserves of fat and energy. Yeah. You don't want all of that just located. You know, you don't want glamour weight on, on for no. that bear. And so he no beer belly. I'm I'm thinking all around. Like, you can't just have skinny arms, skinny legs, but, like, he's packing a lot in the middle like a barrel. No, 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 like a solid chunk of a bear is what I'm looking for, mm. uh, yeah. to, you know. Well, to, to let you know a little bit more about uh, 747, Sean, as I said, 747, the, he's, he's the choice. He, he's the homelander uh, of this, right? He, he's yeah. the choice of everyone, right? Uh, Fitz has said he's an impressive bear. He's the largest bear I've ever seen. He's always super fat in the fall, and he's just a great <laughs> bear to watch. <laughs> yes, Fitz is... Fitz is enamoured with 747. <laughs> no, everything's going well. 747's won a 2020, 2021, 2022, right? Comes along. 747, he doesn't need to trade. I don't know if you need to trade for this. He's, he's thinking, I have this in the bag again. I got Fitz's endorsement. Nothing to go wrong. Mm. 901 has come into the fray this year, Sean. Hit that 747's competitor this year, who was a medium small yet quickly growing adult female bear. 901 is only around six years old and is often keen to defend her fishing spots from other bears. So, a bit more aggressive. 
but a bit smaller. But I would say 901, the people's champ. Now, if you have an image of 901 there on the website, oh, um, I, I, I'm sure you, you I can, can kind find. of see the competitor. Maybe you grow an attachment towards this bear. It's, it's very much up in the air at the minute as to which is going to get my vote on this already closed competition. That's true. Let me, I'm going to just, I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to name out any fun bear names I see. Uh, we got number 32, Chunk. Uh, we've got <laughs> Grazer, Walker, uh, one six four. One six four is looking a bit small now. Oh uh, yeah, it's not, that's not going to make it. Three three five. Blonde bear. Ooh. Oh. Uh, oh. He does have more fun. <laughs> you got Holly Otis. Excellent name for a bear. Uh, Otis is a great bear name. That's a perfect bear name. Seven four seven. We've all seen him. God, he's yeah. wide. Uh, you got. <laughs> he's a wide boy. <laughs> you got a divot. You got Divot here. Uh, I thought I was, you were going to say Divil, and I was like, no fucking way. No, no, j- just Divot. Uh, you got 856. Ooh, mm. a tall adult male. A lot of scars and wounds on the head and oh, neck. He's, he's, he's yeah. been around. He's, he's a bit of a fucking legend he's around this. A bit of a veteran in, in, yeah. in the thing. And then 901. Jez 901 oh. got big. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that growth. You can see that growth over the last few months, Sean. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. Even spread of growth as well. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that. yeah. What are you bulking like, at that point? How much protein are you taking in in a day? It must be fucking outrageous. Jez, at least half of what I'd be having, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Think of what I'm having. Probably less, but yeah. still uh, a, still a, an all right amount. Like. Look, not um, everyone can be as tanky as me, but this bear got close. <laughs> <laughs> so the competition is put on every year uh, to highlight the park's bears and uh, Katmai is home to more than 2,200 brown bears so 2,200 bears are all eligible for this competition every single year um, mm. and so if you're wondering whether there are prizes for the bears who win Fat Bear Week the answer is sadly no the oh. bears don't get anything from Fat Bear Week they don't know what's going on <laughs> Yes, Fitz. They're they're completely unaware of the competition. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, lads. We're all slowly edging towards death. These lads, Fitz is like they don't fucking know anything. They're fucking bears. Okay. bears. I like the idea that the journalist asked him like, and do you think the bears know what's going on? And they just Fitz just looks back at the journalist like, you fucking idiot. They're <laughs> bears. <laughs> what do you expect? I just want also learning some bear facts here while I'm on the website. Oh. Uh, so. Basically, uh, 901 here, female bear. Uh, when female bears go to hibernate, their body determines, it, it, say they were mating earlier in the season, their body determines whether they're able to support the litter. And that's when the egg is fertilized. So, And that's why female bears would bulk, so that they can feed not only themselves, but also the litter of cubs that may or may not appear. So she's preparing, not just yeah. for her own hibernation, but for a potential litter of bear cubs, Connor. So you're saying she's not preparing for this imaginary competition that fits is her eyes not on the prize. Understand. You know, she's, her eyes. She's she. she it's it's taken second second fiddle to having it's, kids. Fitz goes on. By the way, this is Fitz's whole life story. Like this is like his biggest achievement in life as the mm-hmm. former park ranger. He set this competition up, and he says it's an imaginary and fucking fake competition. It's a virtual competition, like. 
I mean, yeah, that doesn't mean... Like, there's plenty of virtual competitions, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fortnite, probably. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. rest of them, you know? It's the, important to think on. about how bears survive, said Fitz. Why they survive, and what they need to survive, and to celebrate them when they survive. That's a lot of survive. Sh- it's, I, it's, I'm not happy with that now. Fitz, it's something about to happen with these bears. <laughs> that you're like, oh, if only we knew more about He's how like they survive. sharpening a blade... <laughs> he says he's no he's like sucking all the oxygen out of a room and he's being like well I guess they need to breathe to survive yeah. that's good to know that's interesting yeah that's Fitz, interesting. Fitz's whole thing with bears he goes in with no preconceived notions mm. so like the, the basic fundamentals of life doesn't concern him he has to figure it all out from scratch and I the thing about that is Sean 901 there's a lot of comments in support of 901 this year now I don't know if you've read the comments underneath that article that you were on but every comment that I read was 901 was robbed 901 should have won 901 is the people's favourite because everyone nobody wants to see the established 747 come along and just win again who cares but you want the upstart yeah no one wants to see, like, what's the, who's the best sports person of all time, Connor? Oh, Michael Jordan. No one wants to see Michael Jordan win every game, you yeah. know? That's that's probably a bad example. He probably yeah, has that. People did kind of like Michael, to be yeah. fair. Uh, okay, Any other, no, there's no other examples, Ooh, unfortunately. Uh, but you know what you I mean? You said Bolt? You said Bolt? Yeah, if, if you said Bolt was in every single race, actually, that would be probably quite entertaining. Pretty to see cool. I'd like to see him me. do a fucking high jump. Oh, Jesus, yeah, that'd be class. Just, oh, oh, hang on. What? There's a store on the website, and so... What's for sale? You you want a fucking blanket? You you can get a 747 picnic blanket. Uh, you can get... There's a fat bear calendar. Oh, 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 lads. All the bears seem to have picnic blankets, and then you can use them to support now, them. Now, are they picnic blankets or picnic blankets? I believe they're picnic blankets, Connor. It feels like a missed opportunity there from Fitz. It's look, Fitz is not in charge of marketing. Um, but it's I, a fucking I will imaginary also, competition. I will also say that I say 747's uh, blanket, one of the best blankets. I wouldn't be oh. surprised if this whole thing was rigged so that they would sell more blankets. I, uh, I'm I'm thinking right now that you are part of the fucking problem. I think, I think you've joined you've you've joined the herd of go with the seven four seven. You've been, pr- I mean, it's it, the proof is in the pudding, Sean. You've 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 been brainwashed into taking seven four sevens the big dog just because he has a nice blanket. It's um, it's got Hawaiian style lettering and he's pulling a salmon out of a lake, Connor. Oh, fuck it, I'm in too. Yeah, go on. Pretty sure, good, one. Grazer's much? one is pretty good, actually. Grazer has her cubs and Grazer also, or the cubs were also in the Fat Bear Junior competition. So that's really... <laughs> Grazer's raising them. Gra- yeah. Gra- like She's Grazer's, raising them. Gra- well, yeah, probably. Uh, probably. And- <laughs> <laughs> now, that picnic blanket, how, how how much would you pay, Connor, for a picnic blanket? Oh, in up, dollars, to including, up to and including $19. Oh, how okay, let me throw a number at you. $75. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. $75 for a blanket? Yeah, I mean... How big is the fucking blanket? It was the, ba- the blanket I'll for the bear. I'll get you the fucking dimensions now. You get me the dimensions and I want to know. 52 inches by 75 inches. 
Connor. That's pretty fucking big. To it's be pretty fair. big for a blanket. I mean, it's a picnic yeah. blanket. You're meant to sit on it, I suppose. Uh, yeah. The, the Otis blanket, completely sold out, Connor. Uh, I mean, no, Otis is the big dog. Otis is really, he's my people's champion. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a T and it's a, a picture of Grazer, but it's on like Rosie the Welder from the war. And it's, and it's, it's, it's Grazer and it just says girl power, but it's a bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's little beanies and I think we have a job for you that you could run the merch store for this site. If they, look, if they, look, if they want to pay for a little uh, a spot on the yeah. show, I'll get yeah. paid in picnic blankets. That's fine by me. Yeah, uh, I mean, seventy five dollars for a picnic blanket is fucking outrageous. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything about We're trying to get the sponsor here, but I, I know you're trying to get them. But seventy five is fucking steep, Sean. <laughs> how, do, how about twenty dollars for a calendar? How does that? How does that? Fucking hell! Try know what days are. That's on my phone. Oh yeah. What day is the seventeenth of January, twenty twenty three? Off the top of your head, right now, tell me. Seventeenth of January, twenty twenty three is um, it's a Tuesday, uh, and it a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Tuesday? It actually is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One in seven chance. Was that that was a pure guess? Pure guess. Well, look, look. Uh, if you had a calendar, <laughs> you'd never have to guess again. Well, give me another date. I know every day because I have the calendar on my phone. Yeah, well, yeah, but but can you can you write in people's birthdays and things on the calendar? Yeah, you put it in your phone. All right. What if I need you to sit on the grass in a a, a rectangle or dimension wise, let's say between seventy five <laughs> and fifty two inches? What I would then? go to the shop. I would go to the shop and purchase a blanket for I could say probably fifteen dollars. Yeah, but the quality of it. Like, you don't get yeah. the pictures on it, you know. What do you mean the quality of the... It's a fucking... It's going on the ground. Yeah, this is designed. This is designed for outdoor use by a national park, Connor. <laughs> they would know. Do you, I, look, I'll, I'll find out the tog factor of this blanket if you want. <laughs> Why would it matter, the tog factor of a blanket that'll be on the ground that you're not you're insulated in? from the ground, you're not sitting sure how would on that the bare grass. Difference? Bare grass. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me, right, that if you were on a blanket that's full of tog, say it has the highest tog rate, 15, right? Yeah. Got a 15 tog rate in Egyptian cotton. If it's yeah. fucking snowed and you put it on the ground to have a picnic, you're still cold. Yeah, because you you would you would need a second blanket over you <laughs> to keep the warmth in. So one hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, plus the calendar. <laughs> These are my terms. <laughs> the worst sponsorship of all time. <laughs> they haven't paid me. I, I've, I've they haven't. Been, I, th- thankfully, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. We're starting with a follow-up to the competition from last week that took everyone's hearts. Um, and I have a follow-up to Fat Bear Week <gasps> as the awards were given out. Um, our lovely patron Waffles, um, he sent us on on Twitter. I love when people tag us in weird news stories on Twitter, by the way. Big shout out to you guys. But it makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> but what happened is, last week we covered the fact that there's a thing called Fat Bear Week, which is a competition yes. in a certain area of America in which they vote for so- the fattest bear <laughs> or the best bear, and you vote online. Yeah, it's, it's like what, whichever bear in this like bear reserve put on the most mass during hibernation prep yeah. season. 
basically. You're, you want and to pick the widest boy. The widest boy. And there was a lot of votes. I mean, like hundreds, uh, thousands upon thousands of votes in this ridiculous competition. And why you caught our eye is because it was a two horse race. Right, it was, um, and it was a pretty a big deal. A lot race, of, to be fair, a, a, a two a bear race. Yeah, horses are not was, allowed to compete. I ask, <laughs> what's this horse doing? <laughs> Red rum. Um, so, Shergar, what are you doing? Shergar, is that only Irish-based people will get that reference? It was a very famous horse that was stolen and killed. There we go. <laughs> but stolen in like the eighties, and then there's like they were like proved that the horse is still alive and then they sent bits of the horse back and it's kind of like well if you send yeah. his leg back he's not really much use in the race in there is he he was the best race horse basically mm. and there's it was, there was a man well a horse hunt for this horse <laughs> no the ma- it was a man hunt for the horse they're not going to send other horses out no <laughs> this is the picture how a horse, horse thinks Connor <laughs> Just the horse in the field just kneels down, sniffs the grass, looks into the distance, licks its hoof, puts it in the air. He's near. Wind's, wind's going that way. <laughs> He's downstream. Um, but Sean, what we have this week is the follow-up that there was some drama in the Fat Bear Week competition, Sean. How is there always yeah. with these dumb bullshit yeah. competitions? There's yeah. always a, a fucking controversy that has to be dealt with. So, look, here's the thing, right? Uh, the weight tipped Bear 747, who we talked about last week, the widest boy. He was yeah. shit hot favour to win it. Win it Bear all. Force 1. Bear Force One, as we called him, nobody called him that. But Sean, he vo- he won by si- with sixty eight thousand votes. Is he what he got? That's a lot. That's a lot of votes, Connor. On the other side, Bear Nine Hundred One with fifty six thousand votes. So he won by over twelve thousand votes. Not which even you close. Think pretty good. The competition, however, was not without drama, which has been suddenly and shockingly revealed over this weekend after we talked about it. How does the bear cheat at this, though? Because if the bear fakes putting on weight for hibernation, that's worse for the bear when it has to hibernate. Mmm, <laughs> I love food. <laughs> it's like stuffing in. Yeah, the, the, like, the, like Park Ranger or whatever gave an interview. Yeah. And he was like, no, the bears don't know there's a competition. Mike I remember Fitz, that fact. You're thinking of. Mike Fitz. I'm thinking of Fitz. Uh, and yeah, he was like, no, the Fitz. bears don't know there's a competition. So did someone rig the vote online? So Fitz oversees the competitions, Sean, and he said several thousand fraudulent votes were cast during the matchup between 747 and 901. But what is there to gain by doing that? <laughs> Only to install a different bear as the biggest bear. Throughout the day, 747 had been leading by a sizable margin, said Fitz. Now, if we remember Fitz from last week, he was obsessed with 747. It's like his fucking best friend. Um, But apparently, Fitz said, then 901 quickly caught up and surpassed him in votes. Once the suspicious votes were filtered out, then 747 was the clear winner. To me, this sounds like almost sour grapes, if you ask it, me. It does. It sounds like a, I demand a recount, uh, stop mm. the count kind stop of thing. The ca- stop the yeah, count yeah, and yeah, count yeah. the vote simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, also, I'm, I'm also just browsing 
the 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 Fat Bear Competition website, Connor. Yeah, uh, there was a whole live stream with Mike Fitz presenting it as they announced the results and things like that. And <laughs> this Mike is a Fitz, big deal, Sean. Oh, he looks just like a regular man as well. It looks like they're all having fun. He's got a fun little Zoom background going. He's in front of a lake. Anyway, <laughs> oh, oh, good. And, it, and does it look real? Uh, n- no, it really doesn't. Good. <laughs> um, Fitz had hoped that perhaps a celebrity or an influencer had rallied online support for 901. The and Rock. that resulted the Rock was in like, influx- here's my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obama. Obama came in and he said, 901 is my gal, right? Which it resulted in an influx of votes. Remember, there's 100,000 votes here, over 100,000. Yeah, but he yeah. said, Explore.org staff were able to identify the shocking news that the votes were fraudulent because of their suspicious email addresses. What was suspicious about them? Was it Bear Holly, 8 or 69? <laughs> Bear 901. Bear 901, number two. <laughs> Bear, oh, 901. Bear 901, number one fan. Bear 90, oh. number one, one fan one. <laughs> <laughs> the bear trying to type <laughs> trying to it's remember big, each login it's got big claws you know big claws it's, it's um, hard to type Fitz said the site has not, had not installed a CAPTCHA software to it's prevent a fucking fault scandal. then Fitz isn't it I mean if you ask me Fitz is the car really outside agrees with me sleep, sleeping on the fucking job <laughs> to be honest why isn't um, Fitz personally monitoring each of these I've, uh, uh, votes you know what else he do nothing was he a park nothing. ranger nothing that's, that's it's up to nothing so yes if you love bears so much why don't you marry one Fitz said the site has since installed the ca- software to prevent the scandal and he said staff have checked all the previous matchups for suspicious votes but found them all to be clean races oh yeah with a suit 747 clean as a whistle lad oh, oh yeah no, yeah. no oh, dirt yeah. on cl- 747 none oh, that you can trace yeah. to him anyway he said, it's disappointing. This is, Fitz is clearly devastated that his Fitz competition has been brought into scandal, which is, I mean, we covered it. I feel silly for having to cover a competition that yeah. now is mired with scandal and maybe nothing we did matters. No, because we had a full conversation and chat. We gave it airtime on a show that prides itself on fair and accurate reporting, Honor. And I think Fitz might as well have punched us in our collective faces. <laughs> and maybe a swift kick in the bollocks as well. Yeah, That's I felt it. like that. They mm. spat on all those orphans. <laughs> um, it's disappointing, said Fitz. I mean, Fat Bear Week is based on honesty, right? No, Fitz, it's not, no, clearly. It's based on the mass that a bear can accumulate leading up to hibernation. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a fun and good-natured virtual competition. It's also interesting to me that someone cared so much that to try to flip the vote. I mean, oh. here's what I think, right? I don't want to cast aspersions on the man. Oh, right? good word. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, but here's what's happened. 747 may have been winning. Then it looked like they were losing. So then he did fraudulent votes for 747 to make his own bear win. And then he said, oh, the fraudulent votes were on the other side because he's kind of throwing dirt out for what he's done. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. But what's Fitz's angle with getting 747 to win? It's the, it's the corporation bear. champ, Sean. It's the people's champ. He's the, he was the face of the business. You can't have the face of the business losing a legitimate competition. Do you know, actually, do you know, do you know what I think, Connor? Because we, we learned last week as well, 
in that there is an online store for the Fat Bear competition. Yeah. I would wager they order too much Bear 747 merch. <laughs> and we're like, we're never going to shift this if he's runner-up. Nobody wants to buy a blanket from a runner-up. No. And so, yeah, yeah, they sold picnic blankets. Uh, they sold calendars as well, I believe. Also, it does raise the question of why would anyone want to buy any blanket based off a fat bear competition. Very niche, very tough to bring up in a conversation. Sorry, this coming from the man who gifted me a Barry Keoghan blanket for my birthday. Yeah, Barry. (laughs) Barry I just don't think you're in any position to to fucking negotiate about the logistics of buying blankets. (laughs) I did forget about that. I gave that Etsy user a lot of money (laughs) to make that. (laughs) And I waited weeks for it to arrive. He had that ordered since January. <laughs> I mean, if anyone doesn't listen to Movie Mondays, Barry Keown, the lad from The Eternals, and also he played the Joker in the Batman movie. Um, yeah. He's Irish. He's patron saint to the podcast. And uh, I got shown a blanket was that was just his face in multiple different red carpets. And yeah, it was like it, way too big. <laughs> it was, it's it's so big. Like Orla's really mad that it's in the house. Uh, and <laughs> It's also, it's very soft, it's lovely, but it's just various, yeah. like, it's the IMDB profile of Barry Keown, but in yeah. blanket form. Yeah, perfect. Very strange. Is that not what everybody, every boy wants for his birthday? Do you have any idea how difficult it is <laughs> to try and, like, explain that to, like, guests who come over? Because sometimes it's just out, you know, because it's warm. Yeah, but don't uh, be jo- You don't have guests. <laughs> who comes had over? guests in the house? <laughs> Car. I don't. You haven't in many years. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> you, you hit me with the old Uno reverse. <laughs> I've ever, had guess. You haven't had guess. Ever since about March of 2020, you've been very yeah. scarce with your visits. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. You were mostly scarce during the 2020 year and early 2021. I didn't understand it. I, I just felt like you didn't like me. <laughs> and yet we chat three times a week, if not All more. the time. Um, Sean, where, what do we take from this? After covering this, I felt like we had to start. It's hot off the yeah. press. Waffle sent it to us. Big news coming out of this is that maybe the whole thing is rigged. Maybe. And I don't want to say, I don't want to be pff, exaggerating here. Maybe the whole thing might be pointless. I mean, I don't want to say pointless because how yeah. else will we know which bear is the biggest and best bear? In that but, specific area. Yeah, I would say probably never meet your heroes because I now <laughs> can never go to this bear sanctuary without worrying that Fitz will jump out and try and accost me for votes for 747. Yeah, I, He looks like a man who'd wear a 747 badge, so he does. Yeah. He only flies on jumbo jets uh, because, well, you know why, because of that, you know. Uh, and then because he hates helicopters. He hates <laughs> Wait, no, helicopters. sorry, the bear thing, the bear thing. <laughs> and look, I think give seven four seven the win this year. I think turn it to like paper voting next year. You have to send mm. in a form if you want to vote because you're ruined. You're going by everyone. ballot. Going, going by, by post. Ballot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, actually, no posting it in even. You have to go to your local school <laughs> or like. GAA Centre and that's where you place your vote (laughs) or local sporting complex yeah if you want if you want a more international form Uh, and then you put a 1 to 10 in the box next to the bear that you like and then no one is happy in the end of things and things just stay the same for four years sorry what have I I've I've, uh, (laughs) 
I what are we talking there. about? Sorry, I could have blacked out there. <laughs> what are we about? I woke up and I wasn't talking about bears anymore. I don't know what, what happened. <laughs> Fucking Irish politics, the bastards. <laughs> now, okay, for, oh, before we end this story, what's the best bear? What's the best bear? Pick a bear, oh. what, which is the best? What's the best bear? Oh, my God. I mean, there isn't that many. Um, there's heaps of bears, Connor. But, no, but, there's heap, but like, I'm saying with international stardom. Um, I'm going to go with bear from the Revenant that nearly ripped Leo apart. Oh, well, it's a pretty good bear. Pretty good mm-hmm. second place bear. The correct answer is Paddington. <laughs> Damn it, he's right. <laughs> he's the best bear. Actually, <laughs> my my defense was going to be well, my bear's been in a movie, uh, won an Oscar, but Paddington has been in two baggers. He's been in two of the best movies that there. Yeah, are fuck, you're right. Honorable mention, Winnie the Pooh. Okay, just... that lad's doing nothing though. Put some trousers on. You're Have a disgrace. You seen... Have you seen Christopher Robin? <laughs> Have you seen it? It's so Who's good. Who's eating honey? That's it's so sticky. I love Who's honey. Honey's honey? class. You You're give me some eating. porridge, bit of honey, bit of walnuts on it. I'm yeah, like a every, Greek god. Everything to do with honey, you got to add other things to make it good. Nobody's eating. Not honey if you're from trying to jar. cure fucking hay fever during the summer. <laughs> you get some local honey, spoonful of that. You're grand. <laughs> and then you develop diabetes. Surely, if you just have enough of it, you're not eating the whole bottle of honey. <laughs> You're what having you're a really sneezy. That, that, then you blow your nose. You just have one spoonful. Eventually, you build up a tolerance to the pollens in the honey, Connor. It's is simple. That true? <laughs> is that, what is I heard. that true? It's what everyone told me when I had hair fever. But and I still did have hair work? fever. Oh, okay. No. And uh, you still have hair fever, and now you've lost a leg. <laughs> That's yeah. All my teeth fell out, which was a downside. <laughs> but at least honey, you don't need teeth for honey. You know. That's it's true. A, it's, it's, a it's a slurp slurpy. Slurp. <laughs> it's a slurp slurp. <laughs> Um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news this is a small one but it might change the way you know you're seeing food seeing life this is a new invention that I thought I thought you might like to hear about alright spoons and bowls that use electricity to make food taste saltier are to go on sale in 2023 fuck this this is the worst thing I've ever fucking what heard What are you of. talking about? Energy crisis, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, everyone may be, may be eating a little bit healthier. Use salt! <laughs> Sorry. Use salt, people. Just use salt. But what if, but what if you, salt is not healthy? What if you want the taste of salt? Low sodium salt. salt. Low what? sodium salt. Last April, um, there was a report that they had the development of chopsticks that can make food taste saltier without actually adding any salt. At that time, the developers at the university um, suggested similar technology could be applied to spoons and bowls, and they clearly wasted no time doing so because we now have the spoon and the bowl. Who's funding this? Like, why, why is this where our scientific efforts are being diverted to? The world is on fire, but fuck me, do we have salty food from now on, lads? Jess, how many wine gums will fit in this goose? What's going on here? <laughs> this new tableware uses a simple, mild electrical current to enhance the salty flavours of food. This works by passing a specific wavelength of electricity from the surface of the utensil to the food, which keys into the ions, such as sodium chloride, that triggers our sense of salt. I hate this so much. What are you talking about? How you'd be amazed. This isn't going to be a device for the people either, Connor. All right, what? this is going. It's going to be wankers in like restaurants who are have more money than God, 
and just want to fucking taste something different and feel something for once in their lives. That's who is going to have these bowls and spoons. So what happens is you pick up the food, whatever it is, rice, right? You haven't yeah. probably salted the rice. I don't, know. I don't salt my rice anyway, maybe because I know you wouldn't, but maybe you want saltier rice when you taste it, right? So you have a bowl of rice, you pick it up with the spoon, okay? Hey, okay, um, I'm still with you. And the rice is bland, plain and simple, right? Plain just plain rice. rice right? Okay. I was trying to pick something that was just no taste. The, eye, the, the electricity wave, wave goes, wavelength goes into the rice when you right. pick it up on the spoon. And what it does is, it brings out the ions, such as sodium chloride, and in doing so, these ions get all bunched together, so then when you put it in your mouth and they touch your tongue, the salty taste that isn't actually there exists on your tongue, and therefore, it tastes saltier. What if it's too salty? What do you do then? What if your spoon runs out of battery mid-meal and it just changes the whole fucking experience? What's the bowl doing in this scenario? The bowl is also vibrating. Why? <laughs> if, the spoon, if the spoon is capable of making food salty, why does the bowl need to vibrate as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, look, well, you're not answering spoon, me, Connor. Well, look, I'm trying to find the answer, Sean. Spoons and bowls had ample space to fit a battery and also increased the range of applicable foods to be enjoyed, such as soups and curry. Ever had a soup, Todd? Maybe a bit more salt? Yeah, I put you salt in it. Hand? You go by the hand. Maybe you're in a field. No salt. I would have pre-salted my soup if I was I've got a lovely big bowl that vibrates the salt into it. I don't need to go look in the press. You can just eat stuff without salt as well. I hope people... Like, you can just... Like, it's fine. It's not going to kill you. Get over yourself. But what if my bowl could vibrate the salt into it? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. Because, like... I, oh, oh, but you're not bringing a bowl that vibrates out into a field and you have to plug a 9-volt battery into the bottom of it. How do you wash yeah. this? How do you wash these things? Dishwasher. Throw it, you're, you want to throw that into a dishwasher? <laughs> Blow the house up. Just, yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna make a hydrogen bomb is what's going to happen because it's going to vibrate the water molecules. taste 1.5 times saltier. That's who? How do you scale that? That's a 150% <laughs> saltier rating. Use a tiny bit of salt then, why not? <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. I thought this was going to be the greatest invention of the 21st century and you've shat on it. Yeah, and rightly so. What are you talking about? The, fu- the pine nut balloon is a better invention than this York. That's a bit harsh. No, nope. that is a bit harsh. Stand by it. I that absolutely is, stand by it. That's the worst invention of the 21st century. This is the no. best invention of the 21st century. No, just like just use a normal spoon. Use a normal bowl. Eat food. Die. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you sound like my therapist. <laughs> yeah, you need to get a new therapist, my friend. Yes. The man on the street. <laughs> yeah, just someone who shouts at you on your way home. Eat food, die. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy, you needed that today. James, fair play to you, lad, fair play to you. Um, so you're, you're against the, the salt and spoon bowl. Combo. Yeah, I'm on the fence. I think I think I can convince you. I, think I can convince you. Um, so I'll give you some of the common shot. Maybe this will turn you around. Maybe amazing technology. Wrong. This is good news for people with dietary restrictions. Can I just shock my brain into thinking I'm not hungry? Okay, look, 
See, that's not a fucking solution. That's another problem. Okay, that, I don't like that attitude. No, no, no. Cause, yeah, and like also, like you look there. Look, there are low sodium alternatives. Also, just eat stuff without salt in it. Like, because because the, the dietary restrictions are going to affect you in restaurants and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But they're not going to make a batch of food without any salt in it. But they serve it in the special bowls. Yeah, they're going to make the same batch of food anyway. And you can the just, bowl you know, looks good, but that spoon is pretty big. I hope they can make it smaller. This strong. is my other concern, right? Because I'm very concerned about spoon ergonomics. Because, <laughs> no, legitimately, one, sometimes a spoon is wrong and you just know it's wrong. Spoon is too big. Spoon's too big, spoon's too small, spoon wrong shape, spoon too long, spoon too short. <laughs> we have one spoon in our house that's perfect. Yeah, the yeah. The other ones are a bit big. <laughs> We have, uh, we used to have a full set of perfect spoons. Now we're down to about two after various moves. Risky. So it's tough. Risky business. It is tough now. Um, but then also, do you remember like the McFlurry spoons, like the massive ones? Yeah. I feel like that's what this is going to be. And it's going to be heavy because there's two fucking double A batteries inside of it. <laughs> I'm sure someone who licked nine volt batteries as a kid came up with this. <laughs> yep. I absolutely did that as well. And it's not fun, let me tell you. I wonder if this technology can be used towards eating in VR. In virtual reality. I, I, I know what VR means. I was explaining for the others, Sean, for God's sake. That doesn't make any sense, though, because you would just be eating air and getting shocked. Yeah. And, <laughs> but getting no nutrients. People will literally die from that. <laughs> Humans are idiots. I'm pretty positive that's a horror movie I've seen. That's a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, they got like hooked into VR and then they just eat nothing but the salty air. Yeah, and then it cuts back and they're like wasting away in their gamer chair. All the RGB lighting. Someone said, how do you wash it? And then finally they said, that's interesting. I hope they sell it. I won't buy it. (laughs) Like market price for that has to be over 100 quid. Oh, easy. Like... And then, you this, see, maybe I'm jaded, right? Yeah. yeah. Which might not have come across in this conversation. I don't think it has. But they're going to, they're going to do a subscription bowl and spoon. Like, it's going to be a monthly subscription that you pay for to, to get your bowl and spoon to work and to vibrate differently. Very different. Now, in my, look, it might help you cheat with chess. That's fine. But <laughs> you can find the two together. You're laughing. <laughs> you're vibrating at both ends at that point. Like. <laughs> you're in the middle of a game. I might stop for a bit of rice. Can I stop? I have a 15 minute break. Suddenly I know all the moves. What if you have like salty cocoa pops? That's going to that's gonna ruin your day. It's not going to be. Well, obviously you only use it for the stuff that you need salt on. Lad. Did you just say that? Like, just get salt for that stuff then. There's yeah, a reason. Like, we were fine. We were fine without this for so long. <laughs> We've been grand. Food was mastered years ago. I love the idea, ago. by the way, that in this scenario, me and you have both gone onto Dragon's Den and this is our product. <laughs> you're really against it. And you're just trying really hard to sell it to them. And but you're on my team. They're just looking at us. <laughs> we're having, I'm having a breakdown. We're going to give you 10% for 500 million. Why? You're <laughs> fucking idiots. You're wasting your money. You're killing everyone. <laughs> um, we're starting this week with a bit of a follow-up to a story we talked about a long time ago. Um, and this was in back in 2020 so I'm interested to know if you can Ooh, remember this I think I blocked that out to be fair yeah 
Um, so Outback Pub emus are rediscovered after being banned from the hotel two years ago. Sean, vaguely. the emus have returned. I vaguely being- remember. The emus invading the hotel, yes. A, a pair of celebrity emus that vanished after being banned from an outback pub for bad behaviour have been rediscovered and they've brought back up Sean. They've brought the boys, they've brought the cousins in. <laughs> Took two years, but they're back with the crew and they're not fucking happy. Um, Uraka is a small red dirt town with a population of about 20 people, Sean. That is oh. the population okay people to emu ratio probably not great i would say not fantastic if it's if a civil war breaks out is what i would say when would Um, that ever happen a war between humans and emus in australia (laughs) what would what wild circumstance would ever cause that to be real so it's two and a half hours south of longreach in queensland to give you an idea um and so it has a church a police station a caravan park a school and what every Irish village has, a fucking pub. Oh, yeah. Just the one. Just the one pub. <laughs> Just the one. Normally, in a village of 20 in Ireland, you're having at least 16 pubs. Usually. Generally. Yeah. I was in, a, I was in a, a, like a village. It was up like Mount Leinster. And it was literally a road was the village. But there was two pubs, a post office and a sweet shop. <laughs> Well, I mean, how else? What if I wanted to fall out with one of the pub owners? Where will I go, Sean? I'm not a fucking fool. I need somewhere That's, else. But even where does the pub owner drink on his night off? That, oh, very good. Well, I suppose free drink. Is that how pubs work? I you don't think that's drink? how a successful pub works. No, but what about what in debt? What? Well, <laughs> oh, you can have all the free drink you want. Oh, drink debt. it all day, lad. <laughs> Just down in gallons of the stuff. <laughs> Um, so it, it, so this pub shot to international fame in 2020 due to its hardline stance against two strange visitors, Sean. We covered it on the show. Seems like a long time ago, 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. Hell yeah. um, I think it was. Um, I think this is when we were still recording them just over the phone without even having Google Meet on. Yeah, I couldn't even see your face. I couldn't see your reactions. I just had to guess if you were shocked. Oh, and I was. Believe it. <laughs> you would say out loud, Connor, I'm shocked. I was <laughs> like, oh, I have them. <laughs> have them right where I want them. <laughs> the Iraqa Hotel was forced to barricade the pub entrance in order to keep Kevin and Carol the emus out after they developed a taste for the taproom hospitality. I mean, surely that's a reflection on how how good your staff are, you know, that mm. even the emus feel welcome. They might I, not speak the language. But then what happens if they're rough? They're a rough crowd. Like, what if they're, if they're starting a few fights? If they're getting involved, maybe maybe they're just being a bit creepy towards some of the people there. A bit leery. Yeah, mm. a bit leery. You don't want people having not, like, a bad time in your in your place. No, but what if what if... We're prejudging the emus here just because we don't understand their drinking culture. The emus you know? had been targeting tourists. <laughs> See, the locals love them. And pinching food, drinks, and car keys, and leaving behind a general trail of devastation. <laughs> I um, uh, Let's... Okay, so it's basically a stag do, is what yeah, they have but in. they're always on a stag do. They're, oh yeah, they're always in stag mode. Yeah. Um, I don't know the solution, though, because I don't mm. know enough about emus to know, one, they're natural predator, yeah. or two, 
what they like enough to lure them away from the pub because it seems like they want to be in the pub you know <laughs> by the way this article has one of my favourite uh, similes in that it said a full grown adult emu can weigh up to 60 kilograms okay so mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking but Sean I don't know what a kilogram is I don't have no I have no idea about weights I, I couldn't I couldn't know I need this in, in some sort of bird form another bird um, yeah. so it's the same poundage Sean I, look I'm going to add to your problems it's the same poundage as 150 well-fed pigeons. <laughs> Holy shit. Imagine that descending on your bar. <laughs> but not non-well-fed pigeons. Like, I'm, I'm not looking for skinny bitch pigeons. I don't know. I want fucking New York pizza, bagels. <laughs> hey, I'm flying here. Pastram. Yeah, the most well-fed pigeons in the world. I want those ones that steal ships out of people's hands and run. I want my pigeons swole. That's all I ask for. I want 150 of them in an emu. If you set 150 pigeons against two emus, yeah, who wins? Oh, how swole are the pigeons? They're fucking oh, massive. Like fucking, like they've been hitting it hard. Like yeah, oh yeah, they, they've they've had some gains, Connor. They're oh, absolutely oh, yoked. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, if they're on the hard stuff, aren't they? <laughs> like, if they're on the other stuff, like injections and stuff, um, I'm gonna pick the emu. Or no, I'm gonna pick going the pigeons. How would they do injections with wings, Connor? Think how, it through. <laughs> how would they lift weights? Uh, heavy feathers. Hmm? <laughs> oh, fuck! Get your me. feathers in lead, and then they're heavier, and now you're a jacked pigeon. <laughs> or dead. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure lead poisoning doesn't affect pigeons. I, I'm pretty, posi- pretty positive. <laughs> Don't test I'm, that, please. I'm a bird watcher on the side. Yeah. Um, if you consider the kind of mass one pigeon can cause, sorry, what the kind of mess one pigeon can cause, it stands to reason that the droppings caused by one well-fed emu would be something akin to a bombardment. Who wrote this? It's very, it's very um, expressive language it's also very it's, 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 it's very against emus is what I would say they've, they've come hard it's a hard line stance the, yeah yeah and what's where's that coming from an emu killed their parents I can it only has assume to be, yeah, it's some kind of Batman mm. origin story yeah probably but it's an emu um, Leanne Byrne says it w- has to be Irish Leanne Must Byrne be. fuck me <laughs> I know so many Leanne Burns. <laughs> Leanne Byrne there's about nine Leanne Burns about 20 metres there if I just look outside there's probably 20 Leanne Burns just that wandering around you throw a stone in Ireland and you'll hit a Leanne Byrne <laughs> Um, Leanne Byrne says it was the back end blitzkrieg <laughs> what fucking poets live in this small town they're Irish Sean they're Irish. you know what I mean oh, yeah. the, the poetry comes out of you um, so the back end blitzkrieg that pushed Kevin and Carol beyond the realm of cheeky punters and into full blown public nuisance territory oh but but if you're Patrons like the the like the humans that were at the bar started shitting over each other. You don't call them a public nuisance. You call the police. But I suppose in a town of twenty, the police are also probably in the pub. That is true. So then, do, like, are they just having 
having the crack in the pub and then the emu walks in and everyone looks at the police officer. The music stops. The mu- there are record scratches. But then the emu, he's really cool and so he kicks the side of the jukebox you got starts right. back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the Fonz, guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't get the reference. You know the <laughs> modern cultural experience of the Fonz the in 50s. Happy Days? <laughs> Do you remember 70 years ago? <laughs> the Fonz wasn't 70 years ago, was he? Uh, no, it might have been the 60s. 70s? Happy Days. American sitcom. First day set in the 1950s. Oh, sorry. I but was apologize. on in 1974 to 84. Okay, huh? I do apologize. That's why the 50s was in my head. Um, so Miss Bird is known around town as the Araka Mother of Dragons. What the which fuck? Is a- which is a reference to Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones who hatched three dragon eggs. <laughs> Good search engine optimization there. This Good stuff. <laughs> Kevin and Carol were inside two of nine eggs that were given to Miss Bird after some blokes discovered an emu nest while pushing, while pushing scrub? Pushing scrub? Like, cause scrub That's is gotta like- be a phrase that we don't know. Pushing scrub, I think it's like push, like raking, like pushing around dead wood and leaves and shit like that. Okay, hang on. Pushing scrub, pushing uh, scrub. Safe not- search off <laughs> and doubling. That's his polyester. What is this? <laughs> oh, I got there's a video. A Komatsu four seven five pushing scrub. <laughs> yeah, it's breaking down little like shrubs and. <laughs> shitty little trees and grass by the side of the road oh sure of course I mean and this uh, Komatsu 475 is doing fucking work <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> they haven't sponsored us but we've fallen <laughs> upon the greatest present that you can give to a loved one this Christmas this has 996,000 views <laughs> It's been up for 11 years. People love Scrubs, man. Like, do you think people are looking for the TV show Scrubs and they just, oh, he's reacted what? I went down to the comments. Go on. Uh, Four years ago, poor trees had no chance with the mighty dozer. (laughs) 11 years ago, that's one hell of a dozer. Uh... Great footage, thanks mate. Uh, sounds like you must have gotten it second hand off one of the mines around there. <laughs> what a weird backhanded compliment about my dozer. I would pay money to do this, the man says. <laughs> you can. There's so many fucking... The, the the blade must be a load all in itself on a float. That's dozer talk I don't even understand. <laughs> You gotta be more clear. We're dozer novices. Holy shit, there's drama. So, two years ago, someone says that's not a 475 Komatsu. Oh, fuck. That's a 375. That's 100 less. I just don't, I wanna make everyone clear. That's 100 less. (laughs) It's so much less dozing per minute. I I want, I want more dozer from my book. I don't want less dozer from my book, Sean. I, look, I'm disliking this video right now. What what was the drama? So if they commented out, did somebody comment underneath? Back in the uh, up. This was 11 years no, ago. It's a different type. See, I don't think replies were built into YouTube at the time. Uh, we could do major overkill, in my opinion. <laughs> Someone's not impressed. It's uh, too effective. All 375, maybe. That's no 475, lol. Oh. And then the original poster replied, yeah. the old 375s only had one stack. Oh, I fuck. don't know what that is. Oh, 
Someone said, this is not a 475, the original poster. Tell me what it is then. Oh, that's, yeah. from, that's from two years ago. This man is still on this page. <laughs> Tell me what it is then. <laughs> everyone, like everyone. You know it, what that it, is? You know what that is? He got called out. He walked yeah. into the fucking place. He pulled his fucking dick out and just said, Tell me what is then, right? This is, this is it. This is what we're here for, right? You fucking tell me. I, yeah. I'm not backing down here. You're, yeah, you're fairly able to tell what it is. Tell me what it isn't, you know? <laughs> and then Bob comments, that's a 375. Oh, oh no, then that this Bob. Dude, then this dude comments, what makes you think that, Bob? Oh, fuck, Bob's after coming in. Bob replies, 475 would be a lot bigger. Oh. Then this guy comes back with the party line, the old 375s only <laughs> had one stack. <laughs> the party line! <laughs> Bob ends the conversation. Yeah, you're right. D375 came with an SAA D170 six-cylinder, and the 475 <laughs> came with an SAA 12D140 V12, Connor. <laughs> what does any of that mean, Bob? It's dozer talk between lads. But me and you don't understand it, and we're lads. I want to be part of those or talk. Look, I'm the laddiest lad there is. I know Connor. that shot, I know. And, and I'm fully comfortable engaging in dozer talk with anyone yeah. who feels Yeah, like. look, if, if you bring up dozer, I'm in. Like, I'm into that conversation because for me, a dozer is just another home. A dozer talk. Yeah. But, but what if, what if this became a dozer podcast, Connor, and I educate you? On how to properly talk dozer with the lads. I have to be honest with you, I still yeah. don't fully understand what it even looks like. Oh, right. Imagine, right, hang on. Gonna, I don't want an image, I want you to describe it. Okay. Do you know them big yokes in Avatar, what were clear in the jungle? Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm it's with like you. one of them, bright yellow, yeah. uh, tank treads, and then a big fucking Mr. Plough style snowplough on the front. But it's it's... Not the width of the dozer, it's like three times as wide and as let me, the dozer. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. How many stacks are on that? Oh, this one. This would be one stack. What, is it one stack or two stacks? I heard the three. See, the old 375s has... had one stack. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is the new 475. Right. Which has one stack. But no, the, new three, seven, the new 375s have two. Which means they're worse. Bob, Bob, ring in, please. Bob, please, we need we need your help. I feel like this videos. could be the end of our dozer podcast. Oh, he has another video from ten years ago. It's called Screaming right. Gypsum. Oh, he's, oh, there's okay. So it's, oh. it's your standard JCB with a front loader on it. I, I'm with you. I'm with he's you. Tipping, here. tipping some gypsum into a little fucking filter yoke. Oh, that fuck. runs it through a fine mesh. I'd say that's oh, ASMR. Pure gypsum part. It's actually very loud on my ears. <laughs> uh, pure gypsum particles coming out the back of it. You want gypsum? I know a lad. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. What's gypsum? <laughs> gypsum. You'd use it in uh, mortar uh, for for What's building. mortar? What's mortar? It's a mixture of gypsum and I think sand. That doesn't answer a question. <laughs> What's gypsum? You said mortar. What's mortar? Well, it's made of a bit of gypsum. Hang on, I'll fucking... 
Oh, oh, we could do with some gypsum on this podcast. Can't well, some gyp rock. It's a product in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, it provides enhanced acoustic performance. You, know, so you can use it to insulate sound. Interesting. Uh, sorry, sorry. Gypsum is used in plaster, chalk, <laughs> drywall, alabaster. <laughs> no, keep going. On the mole scale of mineral hardness, <laughs> it has a two. <laughs> oh, I, d- I had it actually written here as a one, so I'm actually glad you told me that because now yeah, I can yeah, update yeah, no, my Yeah, you were thinking of research. the stacks on a 375 Kokatsu. Kuk- and, and that's the new 375. That's, that'd be the old one. It'd have one stack and then the new now, one. Now, I just have a stack. really quick question. Just, yeah. to, just really, could you clear this up? How the fuck are we going to get back to the emus? I don't know how this? we're going to re-segue back into this. So this I'm, lady... I'm, Daenerys Targaryen was yeah. scrubbing brush one day. She, this all started with two words, pushing scrub. That's pushing all that scrub, happened. Pushing scrub, excuse me. And this is where we are, five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say? I feel really. stupider. I, <laughs> I feel dumb. I've learned so. You know what gypsum is now. Well, it's made of mortar. Mortar's made of gypsum. So nah, there's no mortars. I was thinking of plaster. You know, you mix oh. them both with water. What can I say? <laughs> you know so much, and yet... Absolutely nothing. That's the thing. See, I bought all of Ireland's supplies of gypsum, but then I left it all out in the rain. <laughs> See, he, you used up all the supplies of gypsum because nobody else knew what it was. And exactly. you got in. I was the one man who had control over yeah, gypsum. Smart. And smart. It, it did um, away with me, Connor. So the reason why they call this bird uh, Daenerys Targaryen is because she had the nine eggs and she wrapped them all in an electric blanket until they all hatched. Oh, not that's knowing quite cute. That they were emus. Sadly, only Kevin and Carol made it to adulthood with truck and car collisions claiming most of their siblings' lives. Could have done without that information. I mean, I guess it sets my mind at ease not knowing there's seven other emus unaccounted for. We're only... Why would you have to tell us the heartbreaking truth? Because you could have just ended the sentence of, like, only two survived to adulthood. Grand, I can work the rest out for myself. But to, to really just absolutely opposite, like, the contrast between that line and the next line so it's trucks and cars claim most of their family's lives they love cuddles says Miss Byrne <laughs> do they now well I'm not surprised after the loss of their families probably <laughs> they just need some comfort really just at this a bit point. of love every now yeah. and again so the, so, the, the Iraqi emus achieve notoriety for their confidence around humans. Um, and they now feature on a range of tourist merchandise. Unfortunately, their troublemaker tendencies came back to bite them with a ban from their beloved watering hole, eventually. Um, I had to start buying them cartons of beers and getting takeaways for them, Miss Bird jokes. Now she says jokes there, so. That's. I'm not sure. I'd hope it's a joke, otherwise. So she's saying because they're now banned from the, the bar that they have to simulate the bar time experience at home yeah now I think basically they're getting pissed at a field nowadays Jesus what field yeah. what few type? cans down the slip few cans <laughs> of the boys few tins with the fellas <laughs> a few oh mortar with the lads a few rocks of gypsum with my homies I'm gonna start hailing some gypsum Oh, don't. It's very fine. It's very fine when it's powderized. <laughs> I've crushed it. <laughs> that young boy up there, he's on the gypsum again. Oh, next he'll be pushing scrub. <laughs> Two. And how many... Sorry, just to go back to Bob. What, yeah, what's yeah, yeah, the engine? What, what's the engine we're looking at there? On the 475. I'm looking for a 475 engine if I was to look at it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's a... Um, it's, it's, it's a... Hang on. Where the fuck was it? Uh, 
V12? V12, that's pretty good. Turbo V12. Don't know what, hang on, let me find the comment thread uh, again. And for this one, it's the yeah. SAA 12D140 V12, of course. Yeah, of course. Of co- well, you don't have to tell me that. I'm, I'm just, for the listeners, just so they know what we're talking about, because we're just two lads. We're two lads talking Jepsum. You know that. Bit, bit of an update, by the way, one year ago. Uh, damn, guy, you really need to squirt some WD-40 on those tracks. That metal-on-metal metal squeaking is going to ruin your tracks, and that'll be a good $1,000 to replace them. And then the original poster, whose name is RNR380, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, says, it's not my tractor, and that was over 10 years ago. <laughs> so the tracks are probably well and truly worn out by now. <laughs> I love that the video was posted 11 years ago and this guy's like six months ago this is the time to tell them about a problem that they might have <laughs> and the last one is like someone's on a high horse being like oh, unbelievable how come when we do it it's woo woo awesome but when Indonesians do it to grow palm oil plantations oh, it's no. boo thumbs down save the orangutans oh, absolute no. hypocrisy the oh, original no. poster <laughs> came back and said we're only clearing a single cut for new fences <laughs> That's what I like about the what's the guy's name? RNR three eighty. Oh, the big RNR. Like the the main thing I love about him is that he cuts to the chase. He's not fucking yeah. about. Like he's just telling you the truth straight out. He's real and real. Yeah. Uh, that's what RNR. I think he's about. a TikTok star now. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. He deserves it. More Komatsu <laughs> content, please. <laughs> um, so, apparently, Demu's banned Sean, right? We're still on this because you keep interrupting with fucking Jepsum talk. I'm but- sorry. Did you not want to learn about various minerals this episode? <laughs> so, Miss Bird leaves Yuraka to work for a few months most years, and Kevin and Carol would traditionally run off into the wilderness until her return. Um, after her last trip to Yamba in January, they didn't come back. So the, the emus would run away, they would, they would come back whenever she came back. Right. Um, but I've done some investigating, and I do know that they are still local. And one of them has four baby chicks now, and they're brother and sister, so we'll just leave that alone, says Miss Bird. We're not oh. going to get into it. Uh, no, please, Connor, explain mm. that to me, because I don't understand that last point. <laughs> How? If, if they're brother and sister, could well, there be four What they did was babies? they started a load of Jepsum. Right? All right, okay. And they got Not onto the fuck big R&R. They had a chat mm-hmm. with him. They yeah. squirted squir- squir- a bit of WD-40. Okay. Um, and Bob's your uncle, John's your aunt. You know what I mean? Jeez, and wait, your uncle and aunt as well. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, <laughs> Kevin is both father and uncle. Oh, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it, Connor. Um, tourists and locals would still love Ka- Ka- Kevin and Carol to come back for the township. Um, but Sean, they now have children. They are growing up. It's true. They are going to return six people stronger with the four kids and the two of them. So that's six. They're mm. coming back. Sean, maybe this town will eventually be overrun because it's now 20 versus 6. Yeah, that's not looking great. And if all those babies have babies with each other, mm. that's, that's <clears throat> I think, a million emus that you'd have to have. What if, they, what if every family adopted an emu, though? Like, you just... And then it's but the, then they would conspire. They would cons- they'd, they'd be, like, giving eyes to each other, like, no, today is the day. Matt, lad, they'd be like the Targaryens. Like, because think about Australia, right? The big emu war that they had. Yeah. Now there's no more emus. Except for now there's some emus. So whoever controls the emus controls the And you're the saying power. this is the epicenter of that war? I think that's where it starts. 
Or maybe mm. that's where it ends, you know, finally, after all these years. Peace. <laughs> that's the emu stronghold that you need yeah. to get to. It's the last safe bastion of emu kind. Yeah. No, I, I look, I understand what you're saying. All I'm saying is... Do you? Because I don't. <laughs> those people will probably die. <laughs> so we have Sean what I was going to do is I can move on or we can then spend the rest of the episode going through Orador's whole YouTube videography and just reading comments let How me do just you see feel? if there's any other highlights just before we get just off give me a highlight Sean give me a highlight reel I, I, I'm very interested okay I think I might oh no I might have closed the tab oh we'll never find him again oh Connor. no oh, oh no I no. found him again your grand hang on well there's uh, the price of verse <laughs> we're going to go videos most popular of course it's the Kamatsu 475 of course it is everyone's there for the Kamatsu 475 shot. fuck there's another video of the Kamatsu and then there's a D10 oh the D10N laying pipe here we oh, go oh fuck I, oh, he's laying pipe all over Show the place. Show me how you lay pipe, my friend. Like, <laughs> doing that, but laying pipe, I'd say, with this videography. See, that's nice. It's fucking, it's digging up the trench in one go. It looks like it's putting yeah. in the pipe as well, boys. <laughs> Any comments on this one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone just comments, depth. <laughs> depth. <laughs> I like the idea that they just always comment, like, a, a dimension. It was like, length? Pretty good. <laughs> Wit? Pretty good. Circumference? Uh, Circumference. What does the layer assembly look like to tolerate this much horsepower? Oh. Then R&R. It's just a normal ripper laying pipe about 700 millimetres. This is the thing, right? And look, our, new, our listeners, you might be here for weird news. This is this is what fascinates me and Sean is R&R, yeah. R, he's a people pleaser. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's a showman. Replies to so day. many comments, lads. You it's, wouldn't believe it. He's, he's reading comments. He's getting back to it. His fan mail. People are That's, coming to him. He's solving problems. And look, an interesting fact about this laying pipe. In, in some places, he had to pre-rip the ground. He had to go over it first. I genuinely don't pipe. know what that means, but I'm assuming it means dig. He had to pre-rip, Connor. Yeah, never, don't pre-rip before you've de-ripped, you know? <laughs> uh, the only pre-rip that I do be doing is with my Beyblade. That's... Yeah. And, and, that, and even that, that's frowned upon in tournaments. That is actually uh, true. You have to wait till the show let it rip in the competition rules. The See, screening gypsum is his lowest viewed video, which I think <laughs> is a fucking disgrace, quite frankly. <laughs> but you've given him a view. How many views does it have? Uh, it has 1.3k. Uh, but it, that's no Komatsu 475, which is 996k. I mean, that's, that's the fucking main event. People that's have come there for numbers. a reason. I mean, it's got, it's got like two engines. Wait, no, it doesn't. It has one. It's got, I don't know. Okay. I'm not as good at talking about dozers as I thought I was. You're not good at any of talking about any of this. Then, uh, nine months ago, someone posted a video on his community tab. Hmm. And, uh, it's about, it's like a, I think it's a Russian warship being towed by a tractor. Uh, but the tractor's like in the sea. It's a funny, for for tractor enjoyers, it's a really funny meme, uh, and that that has twenty four thousand likes. Fuck, twenty four thousand likes. Yeah. How many views? It's a picture. I don't know. Oh, it's twenty four thousand likes. We'll never get twenty four thousand likes, and the fucking pictures getting oh, twenty four thousand likes. Like and review on whatever podcast platform yeah, you're listening guys, on. Seriously, please. we're we're up against this picture now, right? This picture is not even doing anything. It's just They're there. Coming for us, yeah. You know, with this picture, sick. I can't believe a picture of twenty four thousand likes shot. That's 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 after rattling me. I'm going to be honest with you. Do, I'm rattled. Do you know what I can't believe? Go on. 
we're half an hour into the show. And it's somehow we've only done one story. We've and done I don't one know story anyone. and not but even that, really. But you, it's your fault. <laughs> it's, you're encouraging me. I you am, told actually. told me before the show, Sean, go full mental. Sean, have you ever heard of Jepsum? I want to know more. <laughs> My ears prick up. It's like a dog whistle. <laughs> one man's dream... That might be the strangest dream that we've had for quite a while because I have Colorado Springs man hopes to be the fourth person to push a peanut up Pike's Peak with his nose. What the fuck? Like, how little is going on in that man's life? <laughs> that he, no, that he has just like the, the freedom to do this, do you know? Like that man is not a care in the world. So lying on the lying on his stomach in the ranger, and I cannot stress enough how much I want you to look up an image oh, of this oh, man oh, oh. pushing this peanut because once you see his technique, I think you'll be you'll be intrigued. He um, not up mountain, Colorado Springs man, Colorado. peanut up Pikes Peak with his nose. Um, Bob Salem wears a device affixed to his face that looks both like a homemade gas mask and the trunk of a very skinny elephant. A peanut in its shell rests on the ground in front of him, Sean. I'm, so basically... I, I'm, I'm trying to get a, an image here. I'm so sorry. Uh, where... Uh, uh, oh! Yeah, I found it. <laughs> Wait, there's steps! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> He's going up a mountain. It's like some kind of fucked up Greek punishment. <laughs> so basically, he says in his interview, I'm just going to sit here and low crawl my way up here and flick the peanut up the mountain, he says. Laser focused on the task. What if he loses the... They, oh my God. They have like an Everest style tracker and it's oh. a peanut and a load of red lines indicating of how far he has left to go. Um, so far to go. What's even worse, Sean, is the thing on his face. You might think, where did he get this? I mean, it's a homemade... It looks like a homemade gas mask and, like, the trunk of an elephant. Like, that has to be specially made, maybe by some sort of, like, high-tech company. Well... The homemade contraption on his face is actually just a mask from a sleep machine with a black plastic serving spoon duct taped to it, Sean. You better believe it. And it looks exactly like that, I'll be honest. Uh, the, why is he doing this, though? What's so special about push? Do you get a, a wish if you do it? So here's the thing. There's been three men so far already that have pushed the peanut up the fucking mountain with their nose and he wishes to be the fort which I would add makes it worse that he's done it because once after three people have gone I think leave it I think yeah I think that, like there's no improving the game here find a different mountain do it up Everest <laughs> do it down the Amazon like just flick at it oh other, yeah go, go to like the Grand Canyon and push it down. Actually, it's quite easy to get a peanut to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I push it say. up. Push, push it back up out of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I want you to have a scene like Mission Impossible 2 at the start. He wants to be like Tom Cruise climbing the mountain face, but he has to flick it up the exact... Like, it's like a proper, just a side of a mountain. Is it the one... Like, it's the same peanut the whole time. Like, if he loses the peanut, he has to go what back if it goes and into find the grass? it, right? What if it goes into the long grass? Can he touch it with his hands? What if a bird comes and grabs it? What if the bird grabs it and carries it to the top of the mountain? What happens Doesn't then? count as him doing it, though. What if he paid the bird? Still doesn't count. I mean, that's him cheating. That is true. But what about 
Because Sam carried Frodo to Mount Doom at the end. Yeah, of course. I mean, we all in. know that. Yeah, but Frodo is still technically the ring bearer, you know? <laughs> Sam was more of a Frodo bearer at that point. So what if this man gets a friend to carry him while he carries the peanut on his nose? I have another thing, Sean, yeah. just as amongst all of your ramblings, is there's nothing fast about the peanut pusher in that it takes several hours, several hours. He's going to get about a mile an hour, apparently. And how many um, miles as is he it? Can t- um, It's a 12.6 mile journey. Oh, that's... Your back Which is going to gonna me, be in bits. Which to me, one, either your back is in bits, or two, you come back tomorrow, which means you have to leave the peanut there and hope nobody touches it before you come back. Yeah, or no wind comes along and knocks it all the way down. Pushes it back down. Like Sisyphus. (laughs) Um, From what I can tell, uh, the peanut rolls backwards down the trail, lost ground for Salem, but he shimmers towards it and starts over, noting that the entire 12.6 mile journey has three miles of steps. He thinks that will be the most difficult part. Yes. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. (laughs) It's not easy to roll things up steps when they're the size of a peanut and you're using your face. As he continues practising, a few hikers come down the trail, utterly perplexed at the scene in front of them. Imagine you're after a long hike and you see this lad on all fours, elephant tusking a fucking peanut up the path. (laughs) He goes, hello folks, come on by, I'm just practising, he laughs, to which one of them responds, and I think it's perfect, you're nuts. I mean... Very good peanuts, you know. Very good. Your cashews. Um, he responds, from what I've been told, ha 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 ha, wow, someone get this man some other hobbies. How's this place? like, friendship circle and partner? <laughs> he just needs one of them to be like, could you not, you can you not set up like a fake Indian fucking cricket league or can something? We get this? you on like LinkedIn jobs and we'll like <laughs> start you with something? Because I don't think unemployment is good for you. He doesn't even need a job though, Sean. Maybe he just needs like a video game that he likes. Something that doesn't involve breaking your own spine to complete something that's already been done. Here, do you want to go to the gym? And we'll just go to the gym and we'll just do a workout. You don't even have to do anything there. No. But going to the gym... And doing, like, a backflip onto the weights would be less harmful to your spine than doing this for 12.6 miles. I just, like, and who, like, is there any prize? Is there a, do do you win, like, a medal for doing this? Like, (laughs) apparently, um, the first time it was done was in May 1929 by a man called Bill. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Williams. Okay. Um, Just after uh, the Wall Street crash, that's fine. Uh, so Bill says, apparently it took Bill Williams 21 days. He wore Bill. out his knee pads and at the end of the push he had used, I believe it was 21 pairs of gloves and up to 184 peanuts. There were stories about squirrels and Taurus taking his peanuts. So he had to keep replacing the peanuts. <laughs> Bill. So Bill was allowed to replace Peanut. I assume Bill yeah. didn't have a weird contraption on his face, though. In 1929, a man would just push it up with his nose. No, I, that man would be just... That's when men were men shot. It's, it's, we used to make steel, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was Bill particularly well endowed in the schnoz department? Or... <laughs> They don't have an image. I oh. cannot tell you nay or yeah. That's um, absolutely fine. Also... Another man... Sorry, um, his name's Bill Williams. Bill Williams. William Williams. Yeah, his name is William Williams. It was not lost a bit. Carry on. Um, <laughs> Willy Willy. Another man, Ulysses Baxter. Fucking great. Fucking names. excellent. <laughs> Ulysses Baxter. Why is that man pushing a peanut up a mountain instead um, of finding Tutankhamen? president. <laughs> um, I'd follow Ulysses Baxter. He made his way uh, up the peak, Pikes Peak in 1963 using a salad spoon attached to his nose. It oh. took him just eight days. So Dead. the spoon is a real time time save here. Mm. In 1976, Tom Miller pushed a peanut to the top in just four days. Um, But, says the president, Michael Mao, nobody actually saw him do it. (laughs) Tom, you can't do a solo peanut excursion. It just don't work. (laughs) Tom definitely did not do that. Surely, I would tell people I did it if nobody was watching. Oh, Connor, I've done it. I've done it twice, backwards. Can anyone tell me I haven't? No, nobody was there. But I know I have, and that's all that matters. <laughs> so Bob said him he's pretty nonchalant about it. He decided to try his luck at peanut pushing after seeing a Facebook post. It all starts always a Facebook about how neat it would be for someone to do it again. He's also hoping to raise awareness for charity. How, Sean? What how? charity? Bob, what charity's doing this? <laughs> what if he's allergic to peanuts and he like has to keep it at like a couple of feet away? Add the level of danger to it. Like yeah. your breathing's going to get tough. Yeah, with the altitude and with the peanut. <laughs> As for preparation, Salem says he's only trained a few times, practicing with rocks until he found some peanuts. Surely it's easier to know where peanuts are why, than rocks. I, why did you have trouble finding the peanuts? <laughs> Go to a shop, Bill. Is it in the shell or is it like the the nut itself? No, it's in the shell. Okay. Can't determine if that makes it easier or harder. Because... Probably... I don't know. You know those jumping beans you used to be able to get? Yeah. I think it might be like that kind of situation with the shell on. (laughs) It was more exercise than anything, he said, explaining his preparation. I was doing sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups. As for crawling on the ground, that's really not much to practice. It's sort of a basic move and idea. (laughs) But I'd wager your core would be quite important there. 
Like <laughs> he's shooting to be done in three days, apparently. That, that like constant, or is he going home, or is he camping? Um, I think camping there. Apparently, it's a twelve-year-old son, Banyan, um, who <laughs> he's the only uh, he's on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Who the court says he's not allowed to see <laughs> until he stops with the peanut nonsense. Um, but Banyan apparently says uh, that his friends think that his dad is pretty cool. They, sh- they don't. They don't, do they? Banyan. They're being polite. Also, your name's Banyan, nice. for God's sake. Uh, it's fun that, you know, one day he's just there and then the other day he's pushing a peanut up a giant mountain, Banyan says. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, but Banyan comes home from school and he's like, hello, and it echoes around his house. <laughs> and there's just one peanut in the chair. <laughs> Listen to the peanut, I've got out for the evening. He goes to make himself like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then he just looks, he takes a look at the peanut butter and just shakes his head and puts it back in the press. Jelly sandwiches it is. <laughs> Jelly's just jam as well. I love a jam sandwich. Um, Salem plans to camp along the way and a spotter will carry his backpack and food and water imagine being a spotter other than that he doesn't need much well I got knee pads and elbow pads and my trusty little hat right here he said um, gesturing to a green hat on his head I'm really glad (laughs) we just need that thanks for painting that picture journalist Um, for the higher elevations I've got a one piece snowsuit if I need it but other than that you know just some sun cream just uh, just me a peanut and this friend of mine who I've gotten to carry everything for me Um, so apparently a runner passed him by last week and said you're not doing this all the way up the peak are you Um, oh yeah he laughs flicking the peanut around the bend in the trail Uh, well at least you're not going down in your backside because you'll probably wear a hole in your pants by the time that's done kudos to you man said the runner John, what? what what weird banter? It's uh, it, people. I suppose. What do you say to the man flicking a peanut up a mountain? Well, I I I I mean, I guess it's good you're not uh, on a bed of nails because that would hurt more. Guess it's good you're not a surgeon for my child needs surgery. He's like, and he's running the whole time, uh, so it's just getting further and further away. The banter. <laughs> Um, and while Salem didn't say anything about bringing a spare pair of pants, he is planning to pack some extra peanuts just in case. Um, so, it's Sean... Ballsy, sorry, it's a ballsy move if you didn't bring extra peanuts, though. You're just so... Calm. He is currently doing the challenge as we speak, and I'm interested to know if he did it or not. Well, he's probably going to do it eventually. Yeah, I'd say by next, maybe by next week we'll have an update on whether he did it. Uh, and if, or if he's just still going. Like, they lost him it, on the mountain. Did <laughs> <laughs> and they find him in a hundred years and he's just surrounded by peanut plants. Yeah, he's, he's, he's giving himself a peanut, maybe like a cremation. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's just surrounded also by EpiPens because it turns <gasps> out he is allergic. He's still so allergic. Horribly allergic. That's what the bag was full of. Just Why full. did I do this? <laughs> Why didn't I use, I don't know, a grape or something? <laughs> Sean, we're starting off this week with a follow up to a story from last week. Oh. And last week we talked about a hero, a man who was setting out to com- to do a bit of a record. And that was for pushing a peanut up a mountain using his nose. I do remember this. This lunatic strapped like a spoon to his face. <laughs> 
and was pushing a peanut up a literal mountain. I forgot he, about this. He wanted to break the very strange record of becoming the fastest man ever to push a peanut up a mountain using his nose. No prize involved, only like Pro- bragging rights, I assume. But to who? <laughs> To, to whom, Connor? I, I got a promotion. I pushed a peanut up a mountain. <laughs> like, I've it, had a baby. I pushed a peanut up a mountain. That, like, that's his thing forever. Like, he ne- <laughs> once he does this, he never has to do anything else. So, he's. I'm presuming this story is either he's, what, three quarters of the way up at this point? Or he um, fell all the way down? Oh no, man sets record for oh, pushing peanut up mountain using his nose. Sean, he has successfully completed his mission. And that means I can only assume he's getting a knighthood. Uh, some sort of hero worship is going to happen. So did he put a big flag up on top? What he did, he got a toothpick and he got the bag that the peanut came in. And he fashioned that into a little flag and just popped it on top of the mountain there. So, 53-year-old Bob Salem is actually the fourth person to attempt this left-field feat of endurance, as we talked about last week. And it took him a whole day less than the previous record to complete the task. Wow, that's a a pretty big... Pretty big uh, time save. That he did. did he have any strats? Did he cut any corners? <laughs> How do you strats it? Well, if you <laughs> flick it really far ahead of you, then there's less less nose work If you work get like involved. what like uh, a proper big spoon, like a cooking one, and yeah. just like make it a little bit bendy, you need a little bit of flex in it, and you just like grab it in the dirt, and you just fuck the peanut up a few steps. What I would do, right, is I would get a spoon. That's the height from my nose to the ground. And I would just walk the peanut up the step. Up but the if mountain. you remember, there was steps as he was going. Ah, you, Connor, it, it's, a, it's, an, it's an extendable spoon, so I can vary the length on command. You're thinking of a pigeon wedge. I'm thinking... <laughs> I thought this man was playing golf. Sorry, sorry. You got an eagle on this mountain. An um, eagle carried the peanut up um, So Salem arrived at the top of Pikes Peak in Colorado on Friday morning, finishing his efforts after a full seven days. However, the previous record was eight days to push the peanut up the mountain. So, I mean, that's one whole day less. So, but where, where does it, like, how, how low can you go with this? Um, I mean, it's a mountain and it's a peanut, so it's it's one of those records that I think only four people have ever attempted, but he's the best of them. But he's doing this in the time that it's like, now this will be the most publicised story about this mm. man pushing a peanut. We're contributing to it. So mm. it's going to inspire copycats, Connor. So, <laughs> it, it like, because he's already, he's forged the path now. So then so I, have, I, I have a question for you. Go ahead. As a copycat or some sort of person who's inspired... Yeah. Do you go to the same mountain with a peanut or do you go to Everest with a smaller peanut? <laughs> I mean, Everest is like, that's the that's the gold star. That's you know, the that's, Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. If you can do that on Everest, you're like, you're got your ticket into heaven right there. Like you can but, go to Colorado and do it like it's possible. But is it possible to do the Alps? I'm not quite sure. No. And like. But like you, you can either you'll either be slower than the guy who did it in Colorado. That mm. that's probably fairly likely if it's your first time attempting this, or you can be the first person ever. You can set the time for Everest. 
you know? This is me trying to talk someone into it. <laughs> Canadians. Canadians. I've, I've been in your corner for a long time. <laughs> um, explaining his technique, Salem said that he had to do much of the work at night in order to avoid the blistering heat and the many distractions on the mountain. It is Colorado in summer, isn't it? Yeah. He said, when I did it in the daylight, I'd had to stop every 10 minutes, every five minutes, and take some pictures, talk to some people, and do all that kind of stuff. So it kind of dragged on a little bit, to be honest. I mean, that's eating into his time right yeah. there, you know. He's too so big of a star. It's all, it's all about those saves, those frame saves that you can get. Over the course of the week, he reckons that he got through about two dozen peanuts, simply because some of them would fall through cracks in the rocks and be unretrievable. <laughs> You know what? I say reset if that happens. <laughs> Go back like, to the beginning and back start, to the start again. It has to be the same peanut. I, I think so. I think for the dignity of the competition, I feel like you have to do it that way. Yeah, and look, I'm perfectly fine with like you having a little tracker on the peanut or something like that, that you'll never lose it. But you can't replace it. That's the deal. A little sports vest or like a little Apple Watch <laughs> wrapped around the peanut. Just like a little belt around it. Because if it's in the shell, it's like then it narrows at the, at the yeah. middle anyway. Yeah. Good thinking. Um, the idea had been that he'd have someone on hand beside him with a backpack and some supplies. But that didn't happen in the end. I mean, I assume because he has no friends. No, certainly not after this. <laughs> if he tells the lads at work, what are you doing this weekend, lads? I'm honestly taking next week off. You're not going to believe what I'm up to. Doing that nice for your holidays? Uh, actually, are you around uh, to go up the mountain for seven <laughs> days next week? Do you want to go on a hike with me? me? <laughs> it's a seven-day hike. <laughs> no, I won't be carrying anything, but you that's what you're there for. <laughs> yeah, you're here to carry my stuff. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he did, he'd hike a bit up the trail with his stuff, then dump it down and head back down before making his way... Sh- oh, that's even worse. So That's... So he would get the backpack, he'd walk like, I don't know, half a kilometre up the hill, yeah. or up the mountain, then drop his bag, walk back down the mountain, then get down on his hands and knees with the spoon attached to his fucking nose and flick the peanut back to his bags. No, you could get this done in four days. Easy. <laughs> like, he's walking, he's climbing a mountain twice, essentially. Yeah, I mean, this is, I feel like it's a waste of time. Yeah, just... Do, like, ultra-light camping. You know, you have a bag and you have one of those weird foil space blankets. And that's your life for four days. And you have, I don't know, peanut bars to eat or something. You, you know, he's allergic. He's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> it adds an extra level of danger that you can't touch it yourself. So it's like, it, well, if I touch it, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's it, it, it helps to establish the rules of, like... Well, he why can't did, pick it up. <laughs> why did I walk my EpiPens up to the top and then come back down? He has to make a choice of, like, there's the EpiPen on one side and the peanut is there on another. And he just, like, starts crying and nudging it along. <laughs> he says, I don't feel sore right, but I know I lost some weight. I mean, my muscles are fine. How do you train for this? It was just doing the back and forth that really took it out of me. Along the way, he subsisted on a diet of peanuts as well as crackers pop tarts and an old can of survival food from 1964 <laughs> what, what the f- what preparation <laughs> did this man put into it what a psycho 
surely there's things from now that you can buy. They still sell tinned goods. They still sell tinned goods. Energy bars that campers bring with them. Shit, like anything. Spam. Why would you bring Pop-Tarts? There's no toaster. Oh. There's no toaster. <laughs> He's bringing a generator. He's carrying that hat up the He's mountain. He's with him. You're bringing like al dente Pop-Tarts for your dinner, like... He's cooking himself up like a Michelin star restaurant quality meal every night. Just like, well, look, I have to eat properly if we're going to be yeah. doing this. He's got the cast iron skillets, a couple of them, just so he can vary. <laughs> um, as he arrives at the top of the mountain, there was a representative of the city on hand to present him with a jewellery box for his final peanut. Salem was presented with two plaques commemorating his effort. Um, and then they say it's definitely one to tell the grandkids about. I mean... I suppose in a way it is, but... It is a story that happened to this man. How do you bring that up naturally is really the main thing. Like, it's never going to come up, God, wouldn't it be mad to push a peanut with your nose? Well, I actually have a story about that. Yeah, like everyone in his life is going to get tired of this story before he gets tired of this story. (laughs) So the only one who's ever going to bring it up is going to be him. And it's... Because once your friends reference it a couple of times, it's done. It's over yeah. Uh But if he's the one who's always like, yeah, but you know what I did? It's like, yes. Yes, we know. <laughs> and like his his wife is like giving birth beside him. <laughs> like She's in labor and he's like, well, do you know what I did last week? I don't know if you fucking heard, but I mean, look, we've all done amazing things today. Haven't we? <laughs> um, I just... I think what makes this amazing is that nobody joined them. Like, he was there for seven fucking days, and nobody would say even for one day, like a Saturday, like, oh, I'm, yeah. not, in the, I'm not in the office. Yeah, I'll come down and help you for an hour or two. He's like, no, no friends. I'm doing this. Just a full solo. He doesn't want any anything brought into question. Like, so all the other lads probably did it solo as well. That's a good point, because I think, as we talked about last week, the lads did it, that did it before were, like, in the 70s and in, like, the 30s. And yeah, so, like, like, properly back in the day. And originally yeah. there was just a man pushing it with his nose. Like, there was no spoon involved. That, that development that was back, came he later He was one of the OGs, the like, he was one of the I, legends of the sport. It's just like when they, I don't know, made <laughs> shin guards necessary in football? <laughs> It's like that time they invented tennis rackets, you know, Here's before that. I knew that was setting you up to do a sport-based reference yeah. to the past, and I knew you didn't have it in you. You set me up, Connor. You set me up. <laughs> I knew in your eyes, you were like, fuck, what do I know about sports? It's like, it's like when I met it so you couldn't smoke on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the worst. That was the worst. That really brought the game into disrepute. That's, that's why I stopped playing, you know. <laughs> we used to have lads in our soccer team that would have like a cigarette at halftime. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they'd be in the, in the team huddle and just like take a big <laughs> slow, long drag and then pull it out and go, right, come on, lads, crack on for the second half. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> And we'll feel a bit wheezy. (laughs) Only in Ireland, I love it. (laughs) Um, Do you think this man should have a statue? Um, Should maybe a peanut peanut. company set up maybe a special peanut just for him? Maybe. Maybe they'd put him as the mascot on their their peanut bags. Bags? Peanuts come in bags. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Yeah, or just put a big statue of a peanut up on top of the... The hill as like a finish line for any future peanut racers. And they just like start to like try and knock it over and bring it back down. 
try to open it up and get the giant <laughs> peanut that's contained within. <laughs> He's obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Is literally designed. This is the story is designed for us because okay. I have giant bear known as Hank the Tank has burglarized <laughs> another Lake Tahoe home. Forty break-ins since July. <laughs> it's a bear on a crime spree. <laughs> Hank the Tank is on a crime spree, shot. He's Hank the Tank, the cat burglaring bear. Yes. Jesus, this is amazing. This is the best thing to happen to this podcast since Florida. <laughs> Hank the Tank, the, a big bear notorious for wreaking havoc in residential neighborhoods, has hit another home. <laughs> He's on a crime spree. <laughs> How many pounds is he? 500 pounds. He's Hank the Tank. The 500-pound bear is known in the area for breaking into homes and eating people's food, now being blamed for 40 break-ins since July of last year. He's he's a bit of a crime lord. That's a lot of break-ins. So so it's, like, it's too many. I get, like, but who do you send? Who do you send to look after a bear? <laughs> the image of like someone picking up the phone after you've been robbed and you're like hovering over, like you call nine nine nine. They're like, "Hey, what service you?" I don't know. I do, <laughs> I'm and a, a fire brigade, maybe <laughs> a fire brigade know. man with a gun. But I would just be certain that the police cannot handle this. Surely, <laughs> the, the handcuffs aren't big enough. <laughs> He's a tank. They wouldn't even be big enough for a normal bear. Like, yeah, yeah, Hank the Tank implies he is bigger than your average bear. Well, he's 500 pounds, Sean. That is, that is quite large. How much is um, that in euros? I, I, in, in stone, you mean. Uh, stone, I want to say 500 pounds is 25 stone as a guess. I will solve this right now. Five hundred pounds, so you divide by fourteen to get stone, and you're talking thirty-five point seven stone. Thirty-five. He's Hank the Tank. He's. <laughs> he is. I don't want to come up against Hank the Tank on a night out. If I will be honest. What's he stealing? Is it just food, or is it like jewelry? <laughs> <laughs> He's decked out with rings and bling. Oh man, this is what we call a severely habituated bear. Meaning, this bear has lost all fear of people, and it is associating people with food and food sources, says Peter Tyra with the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Okay, Peter has been drafted in because he's the one like cl- closest related to deal with this. <laughs> and he's like, he takes off his glass and just like pinches the bridge of his nose like every day. Like, okay. how do we stop this bear? It's like I got into this for the fish, guys. Like, I don't, now I'm I lo- solving bear crime. <laughs> I love eels. I don't like bears, lads. <laughs> I specifically told them I don't want to work with bears. Um, police say he carried out his most recent break-in by entering a home through a window. They say officers banged on the outside of the home until Hank popped out of the back door. What? What? The, 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 sorry. Did the police know that they were knocking on the door of a bear home at this point? Oh. 
At this point, it's his home. Yes. One. Yeah, Two. yeah. Just give that I to feel the like, I feel like for all of Hank's qualities as a criminal, I would say stealth is not one of them. So when he breaks in, I would assume he's very easily heard. And upon that, you would call the police. The police show up. They see the bear in the place. They knock on the window. Get out. He strolls leisurely out the back door. He's done his work. He's gotten his food. Hank the Tank is away. You know, yeah, and he knows the police. He's got diplomatic immunity because he represents the bear people. Or just the bears, surely, not the bear people. Um, <laughs> no, and the bear a, people. The, 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 bear, the bear goat men. Yes, of course. Uh, like, but, but also, he snuck in through a window. As I say snuck. I don't imagine he gently lifted the window and I would say inside. I would say he takes a few steps back, full yeah. force run, head first, straight through <laughs> the window. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, yeah, I think that's more accurate as to how Hank got in the house. But then he let himself out the back door as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, I think he gets more civilized the more he steals. I think at the start he's ravenous, right? Yeah. And then once he has a bit of food, then he makes himself a tequila or a cocktail or something, and he maybe settles in for the evening. He's got like, he's got like a smoking jacket and a pipe, and he's just like, gentlemen, come in. <laughs> I've arranged a charcuterie board for you. <laughs> he's reading poetry out loud. And then yeah. when he arrives, he's just bloodthirsty for food. <laughs> but once he gets like one ramen noodle into him, he just becomes <laughs> the most cultured bear there's ever been. And then like back up arrives. And then the original police officers are like sitting on the carpet, listening to him tell his stories. <laughs> and the guys are like knocking on the window guys get out of there he's pretty cool though to be fair come on in boys come on we've got, we've got Merlot come on let's hear him out let's see what he wants to say um, so it's, some, they've talked to a few of the residents one being Olivia Phillip of the area 40 break-ins is that more than it's yeah July 40 break-ins it's more than one a week so 52 would be oh, yeah, one yeah, a week. Yeah. So it's it's definitely more. It's like 1.3 a week. Um, it's really scary, she says. Because we used to be able to go on walks and bike rides by ourselves. But it's become a bigger problem. So now we bring the bear horn wherever we go on walks or bike rides. <laughs> bear horn! It's funny though, it's a- because the more you go on bike rides, ironically, with your bear horn, the more empty houses you leave for Hank to infiltrate. Uh, yeah, I would say if, if his MO is attack an empty house, you need to get more bear horns and like link them up to the house. Not just leave you need to do and carry like your bear the bar- horn. The Bart Simpson megaphone. You need to connect nine of them together at once. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot more than the one. Horn. Because it's Hank the Tank. Like that, but maybe, look, and this is a, a, probably an example of privilege, but I've never had to consider owning a bear horn myself. Um, what kind no, of operation are we looking at? There's no animals in Ireland, so we we don't know. Uh, no, we don't have to scare off anything. Like no. it, it, at the most, it's a pigeon, and even with that, like we don't really try that. And hard. they're bastards, but they're not. They're not harmful. I'm convinced we've ruined pigeons as humans uh, because they just <laughs> have no this fear before. anymore. <laughs> I, have I? Okay, good. <laughs> I just they have no fear of us anymore. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> Sorry, I just googled a bear horn. Right, 
Yeah. And the first thing I see is this massive siren. And I'm like, God, they're carrying that everywhere. And then I clicked further into the image and it had been cropped oh. and it's literally the size of a man's thumb is this bear horn <laughs> oh we're going to get that bear good <laughs> oh he's not going to know what hit him like do you put that inside the bear is that how that works <laughs> inside the bear where inside the bear down his throat surely yeah Cause of he, course because gr- it'll be a big dramatic moment you're yeah. in the bear's clutches He's growling, mouth wide open. Oh, he's about to eat you. Bear horn down the throat. No, you sl- you slip the bear horn into a like an apple. And then when he's eating your oh. food, it's inside him. And then every time he takes a breath, he scares himself. Gives himself a little yelp. That's it. Yeah. Or, yeah, he, like, he, the bear is like, he, the bear's going to kill you, right? So you're like, bear, please, I've prepared this lovely dinner for two here. And... You, you you serve each other, you serve him like there's two steaks and they're beautifully done, and then the bear being clever swaps the Yo. plates because he thinks you're yeah. trying to do him in, and you're like no 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 that's fine and so you start eating, and then the bear eats it but you had pre-swapped <gasps> the plates. Oh shit! It's double bluffing. You're double I've bluffing du- the bear. I double bluff that bear because I'm a human and he's a bear. <laughs> For saying that though, you. In your story, assumed he was smarter than you to think that you were tricking him to then swap it. No, I never said he was an idiot. I just said I'm smarter than him. (laughs) I'm really smart. He's only a little smart. This is like a Yogi Bear level of smartness kind of Oh, well, here's the issue, Sean. Because the Bear League, a non-profit wildlife rescue group, does not want Hank to be killed. I would say just because he's a legend. Um, but rather <laughs> I don't want Hank to be killed. <laughs> but rather I don't want most people to be killed. <laughs> good. But rather take it... Most people, by the way, did not go past me there. I just want to stress um, but rather, that, yeah. <laughs> but rather take it to a sanctuary where they hope to take him in, in Colorado... That's fine. They need to get him to a... Like, they need to be the ones to put in the legwork and get him to a sanctuary. There's the thing. So they're like, you're not allowed to kill him. You have to get him to a sanctuary. And everyone in that area is like, have you ever tried to fucking get a bear to somewhere he doesn't want to go? (laughs) When he's getting 40 houses every six months full of prime real estate. (laughs) Like, he's robbing houses on it, like... Every four days, and he's getting full grub. Like, he, he's getting full three-course meals in every house he goes into. Why would he want to leave unless we take him out? And we can't, because he's a tank. And the sanctuary are just like, no, but he, he should live in, like, a, a preserve where he can be safe. And the townspeople are like, that's fine, but someone has to take him there. <laughs> The department has even set traps in the area in hoping they're catching the big bear. But they have since been removed after a public outcry, which I mean, okay. But what are the traps? Is it just like a massive hole in the fucking ground? Because if he hits the ground after a fall, there's a small earthquake going to happen somewhere in America. man, he is a tank of a bear, that's true. Mm. Like, unless it's a very big box with a stick holding it up and then like the bear walks in then all of the townspeople at once pull on a rope stick comes away box comes down um, I like the idea they drag you in as the expert <laughs> and they're like we've been trying for months to catch this bear you're like big box piece of string <laughs> has anyone thought of this 
I know, first of all, does anyone have any chalk and a chalkboard by any chance? <laughs> and then they wheel in the chalkboard and I drag my nails along it. And I'm like, you want a bear? I'll get you a bear. Dead or alive? No, we want them alive. All oh, right. All um, oh, right. Oh, does anyone have a bigger box? I will and need then, like, a second chalkboard, please. Someone bring <laughs> They give you like a wiper and you're like, no, get me a second chalk. It's dead to me. (laughs) You set fire to the wrong board. (laughs) Um, Sean, we have Hank the Tank. He's on the loose. People like him, but they're scared. They're scared of what he will do next. He's he's unpredictable because he's a bear. What do we do with Hank? Um, I think you need to... Like, lean into it, right? The the bear clearly wants commodities that a human house can provide. So what if we built... Hear me out here. What if we built Hank the Tank his own house? And he can just... And we stock it. We stock it, like, every four, four or five days. Delivery truck rolls up. A lot of salmon. A lot of... And we uh, put the house... On yeah. the on a truck, right? Right. And so he walks into the house. We let him live there for a week or two. Let him get into get integrated. He has a shower every morning. He goes off to work. He comes back, has his lunch, has his dinner. What does sort Hank, of what's Hank's job? Set Hank's up job, him <laughs> with maybe a Netflix account, Amazon Prime account. We want them to have the whole works, right? I want them set yeah, yeah, in yeah. the evening, have a bit of a me time. Watching right. some watching some bear grills. Watching, or as he calls watching it, bear me grills. <laughs> this guy gets me. <laughs> but then when he's real settled, we get the truck, lights up, middle of the night, we drive oh. up the Colorado. So all the doors lock, we lock them in, bring him there. It's just a bigger version and way more expensive than big box stick. But we look that house that's gonna that's gonna appreciate value over the years you know you're talking California property con yeah. look I don't mean to be grim about this bears can't live forever right so the town all invests in the house right every citizen gives I don't know 10 grand towards oh, easy it. like everyone has 10 grand later right? everyone has it just lying around for a casually. bear yeah, and then you build a bear a house. The the house then gets moved sorry, to Colorado. So, sorry, Susan, you won't be going to college. I have to build a bear a house. But this is Hank, and Hank is a very special bear. Uh, so you move the house to Colorado, yeah. plop it down there. You, you get Colorado property now. Skyrockets in value. 10, 15, 20 years, Hank... Unfortunately, passes on. Oh, no kids. No, no, no one to no pass on the house too. You what? No descendants. No descendants. No descendants yeah. at all. Um, and so, no one ha- pass house on to. It goes into the hands of the government, where it's rented out for a ludicrous price. But the town still technically owns it, and every citizen who is now, I would say, in their eighties, is now zero, a very small, zero point three percent. Zero point three is a very small percentage of profit overall. <laughs> so also, your plan, not getting burgled. Your plan is invest ten grand now, build a house for a bear, and ultimately you might get three hundred dollars twenty years from now. 
It's a safe investment. It's the safest investment I'll ever offer to anyone. Folks. You're a hedge fund manager currently. And, and then if we build this monorail, well. <laughs> Let me do a quick song about the monorail. <laughs> um, look, Hank the Tank, he's on the loose, Sean. I'm sure we'll have updates on how to get rid of Hank, but he's still burglarizing homes. He's he's unstoppable. He's a tank. He's 35 stone or whatever he is. 35 stone, much. 500 pounds. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's he, almost too much to have. Do you remember we talked about a little-known bear, Sean, last week? Uh, I would argue he's fairly well-known as Hank the Tank. Mm. Hank the Tank. Now, if anyone doesn't remember, last week we talked about a bear called Hank the Tank that was burglarising homes around the Lake Tahoe area. He had done 40 break-ins since July and was rampant, on the loose, and they could not catch Hank the Tank because he was so gigantic. He was a massive bear, and I, like he had the break-ins down to a science by this point. He had gotten so, like more than one a week. I think we worked out is what he was at. Oh, he, he was he was fully like breaking the lock slowly with his ear up against the door, like slowly rotating it. That's in my mind. That's what Hank the Tank does. Yeah, Hank had a crew of other bears originally that were dressed in clown masks <laughs> that were helping him to break in, but he betrayed all of them right at the very end mm, of the heist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that, Sean. Group of bears, because Waffles said is in the story of that's a follow-up, and that is Hank the Tank is not a one-man job. What? Working alone. Hank the Tank is an idea. Hank... <laughs> <laughs> not the bear we want but he's the bear we need <laughs> he's a very fucking deserve <laughs> it's a bear battalion Sean as Hank to Tag turns out to be three separate bears constantly is- making robberies <laughs> This is exactly the plot of a Batman comic, first of all. <laughs> and first of all, the first sentence of this new article says, DNA evidence now shows that the £500 black bear the public had nicknamed Hank the Tank is, in fact, at least tree bears who have damaged more than 30 properties around the area in recent months. Right, but are the bears actively working together or is this just an amazing coincidence of bear robbery i here's the thing we don't know because we don't speak bear shot it's mm. completely up to everyone here is it more likely the bears are in cahoots or are they bo- all three criminal masterminds working simultaneously to one area normally criminals are like this is my spot get out of here move to the town yeah. next over yeah, that's usually how criminals operate, as we, you and I are very well aware, I mean, Connor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm up to date. But look, as a man who has not seen Secession yet, I'm about to compare this whole situation to Secession. So I like that bold strategy. Let's go. What if there's a big daddy bear, a daddy bear, if you will, from the Goldilocks story, about to pass on his honey empire, but it's like, you yeah. need to prove to me that you're ruthless enough to manage this honey empire. Uh, got I three... think that's the plot of Ozark. <laughs> I think that is the plot of... No, the plot of Ozark is that uh, your man from Arrested Development goes bad, Yeah, I think. No, uh, he's he works with a drug cartel. But that's a bad... That's bad, Connor. Yeah, but the drug cartel leader's like, I need you to go to Ozark to see if you can control the honey. 
So, right. Okay. Mm. So the drug cartel in this scenario is the daddy bear and the guy from Arrested <laughs> yes. Development is three different bears playing Hank the Tank. Jason Bearman. It's in his name. Jason. I, re- I thank you so much for that, Connor, because now I both remember the name and I got a joyful pun out of it. Um, would... By the, by the way, the Bears are responsible for more than 150 incident reports in the region in the last few months. Like, at what point? I think I brought this point up last week. At which point do you surrender the houses to the Bears? So, at first, it's just Hank, right? So you think, right, it's one bear. He can't hit all the hobes at once. Yeah. So maybe we don't give up property up until that point. But if Hank's working as a threesome, if there's a triple threat of Hank, then what do we do here? I I mean, bring in the shield? I don't know. Uh, could... Here's the thing, right? Because... What what's the what's the age old thing? Innocent until proven guilty, right? So yes, like it's a bit of a coincidence if three bears keep breaking into a load of houses. Like it's got to be an oceans tree situation. An oceans oceans tree, I think, is one of the least effective oceans, though. <laughs> Name one successful trio that's ever happened, aside from the musketeers. <laughs> And there's mostly four of them. There's usually four. <laughs> <laughs> it's false. It's a false economy. Um, oh, that's true. Because Ocean's Tree implies there's a lot of lads with multi-talents. But it's like... But the beauty of know, the Ocean's uh, movies, Connor, is the specialty mm, of each member. You've no experts. What you have is lads who've read a book on certain things and are like, yeah, I'll wing it on the day. Yeah, yeah. Who just like, oh, you've watched a couple of YouTube videos on this. I'll give it a go. You have me, essentially, on a team. <laughs> <laughs> So, these three bears, one of them, one of the Hanks, I should Mm. say, smashed a window last Friday, which we discussed, and squeezed into the house on Catalina Drive while the residents were at home. Police responded and banged on the outside of the house until one of the Hanks exited out the back door and disappeared into the woods. We don't know which one. We don't know which Hank it was yet. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there's different versions? One is the mean one. It's like a boy band. One is the bad boy. One is the good one. He's the one that won't kill you if he comes in. That's it. Yeah. Like you've got the good cop. You got the bad cop. And then I guess you have like the wild character. The wild character. Yeah. Yeah. Who could do anything. Like, but I, I genuinely think there's going to be a power struggle between these bears at the end of it all. <laughs> Are they sharing loot? Is my question. See, this is because, the thing. Because, hmm. like, because bears, they, they, they do have, like, little families and packs and things like that. But I feel if, the, if it's a heist scenario where you have to work for the loot and only one bear is doing the burglaring at the time, I would argue that bear deserves all of the swag at the end of it. But what if the other two are making a diversion outside? They're not velociraptors, though. Like, they're not, like, they don't attack from the sides or anything like that. I, no, like, like, they're not flanking. What I'm thinking no. is they're outside, like, maybe juggling or on, like, a unicycle but or something. Your <clears throat> view of bears, I think, yeah. comes specifically from cartoons. <laughs> No, you shouldn't do it anymore, though. Uh, but uh, 
if there the were... The greatest show, but not, like, real life. Oh, was P.T. Barnum not an absolute bastard in real life? <laughs> oh, don't start me he on this. He was played by Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He was so charming. Oh, the only thing that man is guilty of is being monstrously charming. But P.T. Barnum, guilty of being a monster. Uh, <laughs> he stole my heart. <laughs> Like this bear. But I, to, to refute your point, if a bear was doing distraction outside, we would have already been aware that there was two bear. But true, I think I think it's three houses all at once. And then because I'm assuming this town exists in the past, word travels slow and people will be like, oh, he hit three houses over a couple of days. Interesting point you make up. This town is made in the past. I think you're integrating a lot more fiction than I am. <laughs> I, I mean, you had your bears on unicycles and presumably doing little fishing in a little circle of ice. But... <laughs> <laughs> they bring the ice with them, of course. Bring the ice with them. Freeze over the local water supply, devastating this town from the 1700s, and <laughs> start fishing in it to, to mock them. Uh, but, I like, I, 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 I think... Uh, a three-pronged attack from any group is better than two people working as a distraction in what seems to be a remote area. I think we established there's very few residents in this particular bear-afflicted community. There, There isn't, but that means they're hitting more than... They're probably hitting the same house twice. I mean, the emotion of getting robbed and then getting robbed again by another hank-to-tank bear. I should also mention that all the bears are over 500 pounds, which is why they're all called the tank. Which I think we established Um, was like 25 stone last week. No, it was like 30-something stone. Right, it's maybe 35. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I got the five right in that number. But... uh, (laughs) Like, but, but like, it, once it comes to it, I mean, you've got three bears, all the size of, I can only assume, a small rhinoceros, walking around, robbing people. Hmm. How do you, how do we stop them? Because you trap one, two more, I'm assuming, and I don't want to put names, you recycle in, save their brethren, Man. and get back out of there. Okay, so what's the natural enemy to the bear? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio he's probably busy normal bike a normal oh a normal bike they can't <laughs> handle the duo cycle uh, Leonardo DiCaprio because of because of Titanic of course because, because of Titanic <laughs> of course uh, like okay uh, you got you got what do you got you, bears picnic baskets uh, honey oh Winnie the Pooh style oh you, you, you get what oh I know what we need to do we need to disguise a house oh. right one point of entry, yeah. small window. Bear thinks, grand, I've done this before. But inside that window is a honey pot that's just big enough to get his head in, but not quite big enough yeah. to get out without the help of a, a, a little pig and a donkey. <laughs> I, I'm thinking more, if anyone's seen Saw 2. Um, oh, different, different media franchise you've gone for there. A, a, house, a house of killing. Right, but what we right. do is the bear walks in. There's a room there, a box. It has two holes that there's honey inside. It sticks its paw through the two holes. Can't get them back out because we put, I don't know, very strong honey. <laughs> I think inside uh, uses glass. I, forgot I don't want to harm the bear. <laughs> I forgot about very strong honey, of course. We, oh, sorry, we glue his paws into the there holes. There you go. And then we, then we've, <laughs> thank you. 
<laughs> and, then, and then we take the bear and we maybe say, you don't have to follow PT anymore. You're free. Wait, no, that's, just, that's kind of against what we're trying to do here. Yeah, we arrest the bear on crimes <laughs> against humanity. But no, you can't arrest a bear, though. He doesn't abide by our laws. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. Do we, do we put him into the laws of the jungle? Okay. What if? Okay. So our closest, like, genetic relative is, like, the ape. All right. Now, you've seen Jungle Book. I'm, I'm interested to know where this goes. <laughs> we, okay. You know, um, you love James Franco movies. You know Dawn of the Planet of the Ape. There's like a special spray that makes an ape very intelligent. Yeah. You need to get them to develop society because they have common ground with the bears. The apes can then set the laws for wildlife. Right. And we can... And we, can commune with the apes to make sure that there's no interference on on either party. You know, they can have control of the wilds and we'll have control of our urban environments. Oh, by the way, in my head, you are saying this to the mayor of this town. <laughs> and they're like, the bear dropped another tree home. Does anyone have any ideas? <laughs> um, also, if people don't know, I've had like four cans of monster today. <laughs> So I am operating at peak efficiency. <laughs> you're you're smelling colours at the minute. I think this is the perfect time for us to figure out how to solve this problem. Because you've three bears, mm-hmm. all tax, all committed crimes simultaneously on different days in different locations. How do we capture all three at once? We can't. How do we get... If no. we go one by one, surely there's still two on the loose. Connor. You've just... You turn one. You, no, you've walked yourself into the perfect scenario here. Oh. You set up the perfect house to rob, okay? It's 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 owned by a blonde woman in pigtails, right? And she has a thing for making... <laughs> you're going to like this. And, she, and there's three chairs. There's tr- oh, there's three chairs, buddy. <laughs> one of these chairs. It's too hard. Chair number yeah. two. Too soft. Oh, fuck. Chair number three. It's, it's too soft. It's a, right, a beanbag chair. It's it's somehow made of shaving foam. Uh, <laughs> and then number three is just perfect. Yeah. Like, it's like one of your yeah, PewDiePie yeah. gaming chairs. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a good one. Link in the description. <laughs> and But then, what else is this lady known for? Her world-famous oat-based breakfast treat. We're going to drug some porridge, is what's going to happen. <laughs> the mayor's like, everybody shut up, let him speak. We're going to drug some porridge. The, mayor, the mayor's like, hang on, I've read about this. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I remember, I can't remember from what book I read this, but it does seem like it would work. I, Subconsciously, I feel like it would work. Something early in my childhood tells me that this is the plan to go for. Um, and so they all have porridge laced with one has too many sleeping tablets, one has too few. The other is the perfect amount but of sleeping tablets. But surely if one has too few sleeping tablets, that's against what we're trying to do here. Uh, no, because we give... we. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. How, okay, wild idea. All three of them have the perfect amount of sleeping tablets in. Because the bears are going to think... Out. The bears are going to think, oh, well, one of us will be fine. But then... Then we hit him because the bears have read the story as well. Uh, so, 
they all have the perfect amount of sleeping tablets. They all go and they're like, okay, let's find yeah. our respective beds that suits each of our individual personalities. Of course. Uh, but we've replaced the beds with a big cage. Knives. And we put them... In- no, I'm keeping the bears alive through all of this, dude. Yeah, you're just drugging them. <laughs> I'm drugging them and putting them in a cage. Then, you're going to like this. Unicycles. All right? <gasps> I feel like we're going back to PT now, and I don't want yeah, that either. <laughs> I was joking. Yes, yeah, yeah. PT is really coming back in a big way in this particular story. Um, oh, what if we give them to Hugh Jackman? Because... <laughs> We do a whole social media campaign. We use the clout that this podcast has gotten us. And we say, Hugh Jackman, we are sending you three bears. And once that's announced, he's too famous to refuse. He'll look bad if he refuses. And he he doesn't want to look bad. He's a nice man. He's a nice man. Australian. Probably loves wildlife. You know? Yeah. That's it's it's a probably gonna be grand. It's two weeks later. New Jackman mauled to death in his sleep. Oh jeez. By three bears. I wonder I how that could have I can't help but feel we are slightly responsible. Hugh <laughs> Jackman killed by podcast bears. <laughs> I think we solved that. I think Hank the Tank is gonna be it's gonna be kidnapped. Um what we will say is we feel Hank should be maybe on the run for the rest of his life. I think he doesn't deserve to be caught. Um, I think he's a hero it's, amongst men. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad, you know? You kind of want him to get away at the end, you know? Because he's not a bad yeah. guy. He's just misunderstood. And also he robs a lot of things. He does rob lots of things. Um, there's also a theory that Hank has hired in the other two as decoys. But anyway... Because <laughs> you said to me, we should be relationship experts. Maybe have yes. our own column as answering questions about relationships. I vaguely so, remember saying that, yes. So what I have done, and I'm moving my glasses. <laughs> he is, he's twiddling the glasses up and down. Um, they're not for sight, they're for blue, led, <laughs> blue light. <laughs> oh! It's <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> There's no lenses in them. <laughs> um, so, Sean, what I've done this week is I have found a man who's, who's struggling in love. And oh. it's up to me and you to try and help him out. Come here, fella. Let's let's sort this out. Let's talk this out. <laughs> For many years, we've said we should have a relationship advice column because we've yeah. always said great things. Run away. Go crying. Don't talk about things. Phase them out. scream. <laughs> la, 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 la. Until they go away. All that stuff. We absolutely nailed. Yeah. So I bring to you, Sean... A certain particular relationship problem that I feel like me and you are the only people qualified to answer as my zookeeper girlfriend stinks of animal cages and I don't know how to tell her. <laughs> that is that is a pickle. <laughs> oh man! Um, so look, sometimes you get into a relationship and. At the very start, you're just trying to impress, so you're not kind of saying all the things maybe that annoy you. Or maybe those things don't annoy you at the start. Maybe they grow to annoy you as as it goes on. <laughs> Over um, years and years and you get tired of it. years and then they fucking, oh, jeez. No. <laughs> but, like, you know when you start, you're just like, yeah, grand, cool, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's no longer don't worry about it. It's, oh, this is irking me, irking me greatly. No, yeah, and then, like, as time goes on, not only does it, like, irk you more but you also are more comfortable with the person and you can actually have a conversation and be like hey this is kind of a, a thing that that gets to me mm. so now Sean I bring to you 
a major problem that it's up to us to solve. Um, I, 25-year-old male, have been dating this woman for a few months now. And Mm -hmm. honestly, we get along really well. About a month ago, I met her for dinner, one night at a semi-fancy restaurant around 6pm. She arrived a little bit late and was really apologetic, saying, Oh gosh, sorry, I probably smell so funky right now. I tried to my best to wash and scrub, but I know it wasn't enough. She was pretty stinky. So she, she works as an animal caretaker at the zoo and had to stay late that night. So I understood. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That night was the first night I really noticed her stinking of animals, right? Okay, first Um, night he specifies mm. there. The the man said, it was strong at the same table. Something between old fish and a ferret cage was the width, right? Very specific, but all right. And it was rather unappetizing, as, I mean, you can imagine. Um, But not the sort of thing you could smell across the room. So I saw no reason that should ruin the dinner. So, doesn't mention it. That's Um, it. If If you liked the person, it probably wouldn't matter that much. Determined to put the woman's mind at ease, the man was honest with her but reassured her in the same breath as he explains. So I said, I mean, I guess there's a slight smell, but it just shows that you worked hard. Um, I've never been one of those weak-stomached guys who's going to go complain about that. I really don't mind, honest. I'm used to animal smells anyway, he said to her. Jesus. So far, so good. Doing all the right moves there. Yeah. You're saying, nice. no, yeah, acknowledging, yeah, look, there's a bit of a thing. Not a big issue, you know? Not, Not to issue. me. Good communication so far. Solid. Um, the woman was incredibly relieved with the man's reaction. As she said, as he said, to my surprise, her eyes lit up and she said, wow, are you serious? That's so reassuring to hear. And started opening up about how hard it was to make sure she always smelled nice. Oh, um, so this is a thing that's on her mind. Mm-hmm. And, she's, and he's, she, he's quelled it. 
She, he's quelled it. She's conscious of it, mm-hmm. and yeah. and now they can talk freely about it. God, this is going great so far, Connor. <laughs> She'd often have to scrub for half an hour after work to even be somewhat presentable, and sometimes even that wasn't enough. Changes of clothes and boots. She had to sometimes pick which days to schedule dates with me or run errands based around her off days. So she wouldn't smell. So she's very conscious of it. After reassuring her that she didn't need to be overly concerned, um, that meant to her, it meant a lot to her, I should say. The man then admitted that his actions turned out to be a big mistake. (laughs) Did they, though? Actually, I'm going to come back to that. But presumably, she now just... It's more regular that this is the the sense. According to the boyfriend, the zookeeper's smell has gotten 10 to 20 times worse than that night in the restaurant, and he's struggling to cope on a daily basis. Oh, just overnight it got 10 to 20 times worse. Because what he's done there, he's being nice. Look, we've all been there. Look, it's not a big issue. Don't worry about it. Don't even think about it, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, used, yeah. It's absolutely fine. She's taught, I don't need to worry so much then about it. Ultimately, like, then she's just coming straight from work. You know what I mean? You know how it yeah. is. Um, over the past month, we've seen each other more often, and she's usually smelled okay, he says. But there have been four or five occasions where she has smelled literally terrible. <laughs> 10 to 20 times worse than the night in the restaurant. I have to breathe lightly to even try to stalk it. And it really kills my mood and leaves my house reeking. Um, now he says he has a dilemma. Mm. I either have to really let her down or resign myself to living in this smelly hell for the rest of my life. And Sean... To you, I bring this as our relationship expert. Okay. You're a relationship guru. You're you're the man I want to know what what your thinking mm. is on this because this mm. guy's in a tough predicament. It, look, it is tough. I'm not going to deny that. I would say, look, if it's real love, wouldn't matter. Is all I'm going to say mm. there. Uh, like you'll make things. What work. if it was really smelly though? Really smelly. I mean, but if you're in love with this person, like if you don't love every part of this person, you don't fully love them. Is is the thing? He's coming in harsh. harsh that's an actual. That's actual advice. It's not yeah. funny. Second option. <laughs> Asteroid. <laughs> Call up NASA, right? Because they have this new program. <laughs> uh, Second option. Go on. Okay. So let's let's. Okay. Let's. I want to do a couple of things. One. Let's do a way that is doesn't. Uh, you. We'll call it the coward's route, where you don't have to actually bring it up and talk to the person, right? Yeah. Which is, load of gifts of perfume. Every time she comes over to your house, you're like, oh, I got you this new bath set from Lush. But it can't be obvious. No, so it can't be you get obvious. Her a, you get her the bath set, but simultaneously yeah. you get her like, I don't know, a fucking bag of Doritos or something. Like, oh, I was in the shop. I just picked up... They had a special sale on Doritos and bat sets. Yeah, there's a funny intersection there between (laughs) audiences. I don't know, man. I just picked both of them up. And and then you're like, or or like, go on a date to a spa or some kind of swimming pool, perhaps, and let the chlorine do its work of killing germs. Don't bring her into the sauna straight away. Look, the issue here is that nobody's in the wrong, right? No, 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 no. She's just doing her work, right? She's working hard. And understandable, you work at a zoo. 
fucking stinky places. There's shit everywhere, right? Yeah. But he's also, I love the idea that he's like, he didn't, he was like, oh yeah, it's grand. But ever since he said it, it's gotten worse. And now he's, he's too far in. It's a sign of, but she is clearly in, like into him because she's comfortable being that way around him. She knows what it's like. She knows the issue she's had yeah. before with it. And she's yeah. comfortable enough around this dude to be like, no, I can just rock up from work. Um, you Like, the the adult thing to do would be have a discussion and say, look, the when you come back from work, uh, it does, the the smell is is getting to me a bit. Not in a way that I'm intending to of ending things or anything <laughs> like that. But, no, there's no to, way you can nicely tell someone jeez your smell is so but much. it's not her it's not her it's these animals and shit like that that she's yeah. working with yeah so and like because if you see a future with this person you're gonna have to think of a fucking way to deal with this so i'd say yeah like when you're living together like exactly exactly so you need to find a place that has like you know because i imagine what a lot of it is is like he probably they might live in like a flat or something like that uh this dude and like the clothes that she wears from work are brought in to the mm. flat and that's what makes the smell stick around and things like that. So maybe be like, would you, you know, she could get changed at work on the way out or they have like, uh, you know, if they, if they got a place of their own someday, they would have like an entrance mud room kind of thing that she could change in, throw the oak straight in the washer. She'd be grand. I've bought several bath sets from Lush. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> I also, I have a few comments. A yeah, few yeah. people came in, tried to, a few idiots, not not you, Sean, tried to No, I'm a genius. I'm the relationship yeah, king, assumed. as we all know. Um, <laughs> I'm just three times divorced. Um, <laughs> but um, some of them have said, um, when you're leaving, living together, that's going to be a real problem. Probably mm. much worse than anything you've experienced so far. So you got to tell her. Then another person says, can confirm, I have a friend who works at a zoo. You have to date within the profession because no amount of cleaning, odour neutraliser or said product will remove that stench. So you got to work within the work, uh, or not work, uh, date within the profession. But that limits. It love. does. It severely limits the pool. Now, you do have uh, Robert Irwin. You know, he'd be, you know, Steve Irwin. So he'd be an idea. <laughs> we can't cat. all marry Robert. Says, I think he is married as well, to be fair. Uh <laughs> But Kill how 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 married is this man to his sense of smell? Because we could, in theory, surgery, yeah. surgery or just break his nose really bad, Fucking and then smash it, smash, smash it, up. it, sever the nerve, Connor, as we learned in Black Widow. Uh, <gasps> but and, here's the thing: what if he breaks yeah. his nose? It's now all pointy in different directions. She no longer fancies him. She's like, "You're not a, you're not the man I wanted to get with." You're I mean, not that, w- man. Uh, that would instantly turn it into a, 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 a an Aesop's fable of relationship stories, where <laughs> he was willing to accommodate her, but she was yeah. selfish and you know and all that. My God! So that you know, <laughs> silver lining, I guess, it would be an example. You um, find out that she isn't the one. Because she doesn't like you for who you are with your fucked up nose. That's true. And then you're going to have to go to, like, future partners and be like, hey, listen, I have no sense of smell. 
and they're like, I just bought you this Lush bath set for Christmas. What are you doing? What is your, do you have a sponsorship with Lush? No, I was just, I was in Lush over the weekend. Jay's everything looks delicious. So. I fucking hate Lush. Why do you hate Lush, lad? <laughs> the smell of the place. It fucking stinks. That's concentrated all in the one. You, but they you have, have a headache after 10 seconds of being in the place. I can't that I, stand it. I don't even have a bath, you know. I just, I go in and I, I, I look at the shower gels and things. The, no. They have a yolk no. of pomegranate seeds. It's great for muscle relaxing. No. I knew a lad who used to work in Lush, right? Right. And he had a headache 24-7. Like, he just constantly just had a headache because it would just yeah. go through you, that smell. No, it's pungent, to be f- to be fair. It's, it's in, in many ways, probably very similar. It's the opposite end of the spectrum of this, but it's, it's too sickly sweet. Nice. And that's sickly fine. Sweet. That's um, fine. Can I, oh, can I just oh, sorry, oh, I've solved oh, it. Here we go. I've solved it immediately. Yes. What's one of the symptoms of having COVID? No smell. Lose your sense of smell. Fuck. I say. Start getting some COVID. Start microdosing COVID. Just enough so that your nose stops working. Then you can shift the face off for all you want, lads. (laughs) For international listeners, shifting the face means kissing. (laughs) Kissing, making out, uh, playing tonsil tennis. Uh, all Doesn't make any sense. Don't worry. Don't try and figure out the logic of the Irish slag of shifting. It's just that's just the way we talk. It's one that, <laughs> that was apparently used like in like seventies, eighties, nineties. Then the two thousands, it was dropped. And then yeah. we've talked about this before, I'm sure. Then yeah. it made a big resurgence in the last like five or ten years. Uh, yeah. So you, you back just picked someone up, moved them slightly across the room, put them back down. You shifted them. That's it. Have you heard about shifting on TikTok? <laughs> so. Oh. Shifting on TikTok is where, like, kids believe that they can shift or warp into the bodies of fictional characters that they like, and they'll video oh, themselves trying to shift, and then they'll, like, yeah. they'll do, like, a face, they'll close their eyes, and they'll, like, shake a bit, and then they'll come back and be like, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let the kids live. Let them have their Not fun. Let them have their fun. As long as they don't start shifting and start eating Tide Pods, then, I mean, at that point, we need to call it a day. But look, shift into fucking Abraham Lincoln if you want, kid. Right? <laughs> what uh, giant, what nine-year-old is like, I'm going to be Abraham Lincoln? A, a lordly one. A fucking lordly <laughs> one. But, uh, I wanted to finish off. Yeah, I knew, I wanted to come to you, obviously, to get all of your advice. Yeah. Um, but Bill Wiz, uh, Bill Wiz uh, commented on this and he had the best advice in sorry, that he Bi- said sorry Billy Wiz was a character from the Beano back in the day by the way just want to point this that is out. Bill Wiz though so it might be his dad ah, his he's, not, he's a bit more forward um, or William Wiz William um, Wiz <laughs> Willie Wiz uh, Willie Wiz says why not install a sheep dig in the garden and push her through that before she comes inside every day I mean he's not Jesus. fucking wrong is he? he he's a man of he's a practical man you know, he's he's a man with ideas. Uh, why, I mean, have a little like get get a little greenhouse or a little outdoor shed, and just have one washer and dryer in there. Throw all the dirty clothes into it, and then come into the house. Throw on your jammies and douse yourself in uh, lavender oil. Why not? <laughs> so far. <laughs> So far, your first relationship has ended with you. First relationship advice section. This is yeah, uh, yeah, Sean's yeah. love section of Weird News. Um, he has his relationship guru advice has ended with microdose COVID yeah. and, and make, build a greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, greenhouse might not be great because that's entirely see-through as well. Surely that's a better idea than microdosing COVID. <laughs> 
Mike, look, there has to be give and take. So he can microdose yeah. COVID and she can get changed in a greenhouse. <laughs> and to get, that's how you make a relationship last, Connor. This segment might be incredibly successful. I think you've made this successful. I genuinely enjoy doing this, by the way. I'm going to keep bringing you worse and worse situations and you will immediately fuck it up somehow. No, I'll, I'll, might... I'll do my best, which honestly, yeah, I'll probably say... fuck it up. Is I think you might be the worst relationship advice guru that I've ever heard of in my life. Really? Yeah. What about, uh, no, I was about to say all kinds of horrible people there, but I won't. I won't, Connor. Uh, <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> what about uh, Logan Paul? He's probably a bad advice person. I've, I've, I, has he turned it around? I don't he's, think he's, he's turned he's it around. He's definitely the PR for it. I think he's still an egomaniac and he also did film that dead body that time. Yeah, let's just not forget that. Um, we're moving <laughs> on to our next that. piece of news. Also, Sean. sorry, I- uh, Valentine's <clears throat> Day, I want to do a whole episode of Just Love Advice. <gasps> You offering advice, and people can send them in. I oh, no oh yeah, if you want me to solve your relationship problems, I will do that in a heartbeat. Well, solve is being used very loosely there. Like, he, he will yeah. listen to it and then say Take terrible ideas. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I need to type up some disclaimers for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> The, the internet is full of weird and wonderful stories, but this one really caught my eye, and I think a lot of people probably have heard of it, oh. but it comes from Reddit, um, and then blew up on TikTok. Oh, is this the song? Sean, oh. this is the song. Okay, I, um, I've, I've been fascinated by this. This has broken me, Connor. <laughs> There was no way we weren't starting with this story this week. Now, what's important, though, is that many people listening to this shot may not have heard the song nor the story. So I felt it was important to bring it up because it's in our weird little bubble. Yeah. But maybe not everyone has heard of it. That's fair. This is also one of the few times where I know the story of the weird news. So I'll actually be of some use instead of just being like... insane theories about the whole thing um so to get you prepared sean the song is called hudson mohawk by seabat of course yeah of course who are you talking i just i i knew you knew but i was just letting you know anyway if all the people want to look that up please feel free but should should um, i play it or will we get copyright claim no no we're getting into it first okay we don't play it just yet sean we need to set the scene because (laughs) people are thinking what the fuck's the deal with the song well one reddit user has made a bit of a a confession um, about a certain song that he listens to. So, uh, one user going by the name of Tyler Life pro- posted his harrowing story involving <laughs> his poor partner and the Hudson Mohawk song Seabat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you've not heard the story, strap in. So, Tyler Life makes the admission that he had spent some time putting together a bit of a love making playlist, Sean. Um, As we all do. As we've all done. Uh, He carefully curated the playlist to, you know, perfectly resemble the rhythms that he was looking for. (laughs) See, it's the rhythm is my issue, but we'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) And so he said, while putting the tunes together, he came across one very special song that he threw into the playlist and is like, 
that's the whole run. That's that's the clubland banger I'm looking for. <laughs> that's, that's when you really knock it out of the park in the bedroom. Yeah. He said, I thought the song was perfect and I always trust along with the tune and feel it gives me the perfect rhythm for doing the deed. <laughs> no. Trust along with the tune. Never describe anything like that, first of all. And second of all, the this the the there was also a post or a comment from his girlfriend, I believe, who okay. presumably was involved in the experience. They had been together yeah. two years of this yeah. playlist, right? And she had said, look, can you stop with this song? Because I don't like it and it's now, weird. Important to mention, this is really nice, Sean. We get to 50-50 this yeah. story. Because, Sean, what's important to mention here is that he said he wasn't very confident in the sexual world. So he created the playlist and listened to it every single time they ever had sex over the two-year period that they were together. Okay? Yeah. Now, after two years, she says to him, I'm not that big on that song. Now, what's yeah. there's a lot in that sentence because that means for one year, and I can only assume 11 months, she's been thinking... <laughs> This fucking song is weird <laughs> and I want to stop. It would absolutely take you out of the moment, though. <laughs> like, it would... And the worst part is, is that the longer this playlist goes on and you realise he doesn't put it on shuffle... Yeah. That you know it's coming because you learn the playlist and you learn what's coming <laughs> so up. The situation is, no matter where they are, no matter what's about to happen, if they start getting in the mood, he's got to stop, pull out his phone... Go to Spotify, play the playlist. This is the thing. Like, and he's got to turn on the JBL speaker and it's got to make that little noise that it does every time. It's like, it's like a dog whistle for having sex. Like, <laughs> no, what's, what's like, what's really, what really stands out about this is you're taking, right, what songs are you picking? Like, yeah. it's a playlist. I mean, it's a terrible idea, first of all, to not even a bit of shuffle, maybe 300 songs. Acceptable. Seven songs, no shuffle, <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time it's the same. Like, now look, depending on the length of the songs, it might suit the event. But <laughs> Each one, Jesus of Suburbia. <laughs> oh, yeah, just shuffle, put that on repeat, leave it going for a while. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what you were, you're thinking to yourself, right, well, look, what's he throwing in? Tom Jones? Barry White? Maybe... I'd like to argue Barry White for a second. Go on. Let's Get It On is not a good song f- for getting it on. <laughs> All these episodes are marked as explicit, by the way. I do have to say that just so we don't get emails. You know my follow-up to that statement is, Sean. Why? It's too slow. It's too slow. For, Some people like for, that. For, for, no, like, for like the whining and dining at the start. Excellent. Beside okay. the fireplace. Besides the fireplace, you you're Barry both out. sipping a cognac kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. ideal. <laughs> I'm the world's biggest rug made of bear. It's made of two bears. They were all two bears. <laughs> Stitched together, <laughs> listening to Barry White. It's the only way to do it. But the actual, the actual song itself is quite, uh, quite calm, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Now, the song itself is not Barry White no. and is not Tom Jones and is not anyone you think it could be. 
Um, it's not by anyone you've ever heard of. It's Scottish DJ Hudson Mohawk, who has now gone back up to number one, by the way, on the iTunes electronic charts. Like, this man, I'm looking at, I have this song on YouTube ready to go, right? This man uploaded it again yesterday. To capitalise yeah. on the fact right. that it's hopping off. Oh no, this man is like, he's he's doing really well for himself. Um, so, look, Sean, I think it's all going to come down to this, right? Yeah. Whatever song you're imagining in your head will not live up to what song this is. Because the story goes, before we get to the play, is oh. that two years into the relationship, Sean, she said to him, I'm sick of these songs maybe we could stop. We have a group okay. playlist. A group, maybe, yeah. Maybe we could listen to anything else. Anything in the whole world other than these seven songs, okay? Yeah. Um, but most importantly, then the next time, Sean, maybe they got into the mood. She's thinking, right, this is his last chance. He, in his head, has then stated <laughs> that... Even when the music wasn't playing, he was still in rhythm because he was singing it in his head. And she knew. She and knew she it. Knew. How, how scared do you have to be as a person that she is still like, this motherfucker's still in rhythm? Oh, it's like the trauma of those two years. Like, this woman can never go to a club again, presumably. Because any even beeps or no, boops will remind her of this. Even with no, no music there, she was still able to recognise the rhythms that he was... Because he was doing it in his head. And I think that's a sign of, I can only assume, torture. That This woman's been tortured with this song. I feel it's a vicious cycle as well, because, like, this man was nervous, so he made a playlist. And the playlist made him more confident. But then it got to into a cycle where this specific song made him more confident. And yeah. he could only perform under the circumstances while listening to that song. So now his bass rhythm for yeah. having sex <laughs> is this song. Sean, I think the time has come for all the listeners. And I think, do you want to do it through your microphone? So, Yeah, we'll do it uh, as high quality as possible so yeah, I'll play I, I, I think my it's funnier if it's my through microphone. the microphone but I do will recommend people also go listen to themselves it starts off I want to tell people you're going to want to laugh at the start it's not actually that crazy at the start right yeah. it's actually pretty normal and um, it's weird it's a bit of trap music but it's fine you'll know when the moment comes in the song that she had a problem with. <laughs> That's it. Do you know how far it is into the song, just so we're not... I think it's like 20 seconds in. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine by me. So here we go. I'll boost the audio if it doesn't work. Okay. So this is fine. Your standard Hollywood yeah. film. Look, you're getting in the mood. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're on those two bears. It's, it's, <laughs> so, it's not that bad. Fairly normal. <laughs> Yeah, if it's... Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's interesting, it's it's the A rhythm of it. Like, there's nothing here. <laughs> and it goes again. Now... Just listen to that rhythm. <laughs> Imagine. imagine this man sweating over you while doing this. <laughs> and 
That's all fine. Look, even if the song was playing, maybe I'm going to pause this. Even if the song was playing, maybe you could get into it. But him doing that motion on his own in his head is endlessly (laughs) hilarious to me. The idea that he's like in his own head and. The thing about it is, is that I've seen, as you know, Connor, I'm the, 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 I'm the emissary to TikTok of the podcast. And I've seen a lot of TikTok. Haven't posted there in about six months. Look, we're doing our best. It's an audio based platform. It's hard. Uh, we're both busy, Connor. <laughs> so. Emissaries would have time. Emissaries will get paid. Uh, <laughs> That's true. The, uh, there's a, a trend of people being like, my boyfriend did it in his head, but didn't tell me. <laughs> So other people have now taken this song as as their sex song. I I feel like you'd be you'd feel violated. You know, it's it's not it's not the worst thing you could do, but it's also something that I think would I would feel dirty. Yeah, <laughs> I would of it. But is it? But then, like, imagine the conversation of being like, "Look, I want to try something." <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> it's gonna sound mad, but I found yeah. this playlist. Yeah. And, and um, is it better if it's a surprise or they know about it? Oh my god. He even admitted to playing the song with his ex partner's family at the dinner table, who exclaimed how terrible his taste in music was. I've seen this as well. And then they did this, and then he got messages after it blew up on TikTok, because they're like, That's yeah. the song you played for us. <laughs> But the dude, like, he, he came out and he was like, no, this is me. I made the Reddit post. Here's the full playlist. And right. it's like, it's Seabat. There's Skrillex features quite heavily as well. Bit of dubstep going on. This man's still in 2012. Like, Tell you so, if he's keeping up with the dubstep when the bass drops. I feel like, a, 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 I mean, at, at that point, I'd be worried about him if he is. <laughs> I'd be Man's checking medical facilities. <laughs> like that pace. If he, if he's doing that for the whole of Skrillex, yeah, no. Like, and I, what I would do is I would do like some of that sea bats and trap stuff, dance, and then just in the middle of it, just a, a stay in alive, perhaps. <laughs> Get the Bee Gees involved in the bedroom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Though. That's what BG stands for, is bedroom guys, you know? That's <laughs> bedroom guys. Bedroom guys. <laughs> Are you a BG? I'm a BG. High fives for my BGs. <laughs> and nobody high fives. <laughs> um, I mean, once you've heard the song, listeners, I think we can all agree you go back to that woman's trauma for two years. And it really puts into perspective what she's been through. Was he just, but like, two years of it, right? Was he just really good in bed? To, to like, put up with that? To the rhythm! That must have been it! Maybe the rhythm, maybe that <laughs> is the secret. Because, yeah, it has to be, that has to be the rhythm he's talking about, like, the little, like, horn things. Like, that's when the movement happens. <laughs> You said that so weird. I just, I, I, I feel like this is a family show. It's absolutely not. No, but it feels weird to just talk. This about story this. is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So I just really had to. We had to talk about the it. fact that it happened like over the space of two or three days as well. Yeah. That all of this shit came out. 
and blew up. And this man just made one Reddit post because he was innocently being like, "Was this an am I the asshole?" Broke up with me. My girlfriend broke up with me, and I just had a playlist. Like, what's up with that? And then someone was like, "What's one of the songs?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like, "Oh, just what it is." And then everyone's like, "That's the weirdest song I've ever heard in my whole life." I think that's the first time anyone's ever heard a song like that ever. Ever. You can't, you can't predict what's about to happen once it starts. What now? See, the thing is, is that, well and good for that DJ, he's making money off it. What I pity is the local small town nightclubs <laughs> where it's going to be Mr. Brightside fades out. Yeah. And there's a beat and suddenly <laughs> this kicks in. And all 20 people in the nightclub lose their minds. But then they have to go through the full three minutes of the song. <laughs> the full three. <laughs> um, I mean, they they said it was like the chipmunks. <laughs> it is a little bit. Or like those, you know, those like squeaky toys you can get that do like different tones. Yeah, mouse squeak. That's yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, man. Which is not what you want in that scenario, I would say. I just, two whole That woman has the patience of a saint. Two years. She, I'd say she's the patience of a fucking Buddhist monk that she can just, like, How? astral project herself into somewhere else. How? Two months? Two years? Like... But, I think I love the final straw being he was doing it in his head. So she knows <laughs> this is never going away. It's not getting any better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does right first date second date third date I think you're like it's fucking weird but yeah. I don't know him well enough to say anything maybe but it's just a thing that he has like, like six months in surely it comes up and you don't say it outright just go do you not think it's a bit weird that song I'm not a big fan of it but like it's a bit weird yeah like the the fact that it, it's on every time like, if, if even if you, you know, mix it up and have, like, a mariachi band someday. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm sweating. <laughs> the, um, uh, Call the ambulance. God, the, oh, he's, he, he's caught fire is what's after happening there. He's caught fire. <laughs> like, he took out a small loot when he was going. <laughs> he danced down the street and let a bunch of rats away. It was great. Uh, I look. I'm all for a bedroom playlist and all that, but like it has to be a collaborative thing as well. And mm. like I think you you should get a veto on a song to be like. I no. think you get a few vetoes. Oh in yeah, terms of, I think f- at least fifty vetoes. If there's yeah, if there's fifty <clears throat> songs on that playlist, you get twenty five vetoes each. Is what I would say. That's true. Yeah, you yeah. got to go back to back. Ultimately, making it not enjoyable for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish way. <laughs> right. Oh, it's the only way to have it. <laughs> the biggest piece of drama, some some hot goss, if oh. you will. Um, coming out of the very exciting world of chess. Um, oh. Because there's been rumours going around that the world of chess has been rocked by the biggest scandal in years. A and scandal? it involves artificial intelligence and anal bees. <laughs> if you'd given me 100,000 guesses, I would not have predicted where that headline was going. <laughs> There's no way that headline is going to pass my my eyes and not be put into this show. 
That's so, the only way we're doing this. Because, like, I, because they're, 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 look, first of all, there has been actual chess news as well. Uh, Go on. Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen was beaten by a 16-year-old prodigy. That's this, a whole, this is the story, Sean. Is this the story? This is the story. I just saw the headline. I didn't know about the anal beads. How do you know about Magnus Carlsen, world chess champion? He streams on Twitch every so often. Oh, okay. Uh, So last week, world chess champion Magnus Carlsen withdrew from a major tournament with a $350,000 prize money after his unexpected defeat by underdog Hans Nyman. Um, Norway's Carlsen announced his withdrawal in a cryptic tweet. Um, And what he tweeted was uh, that he is, like, he's leaving the competition, but then he tweeted a video of Portuguese soccer manager, Sean, I'm going to need you to bear with me. Go for it. Jose Marinho. Um, the, the special one. The, spe- <laughs> the special one. <laughs> yes. Um, is that all you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take care. Um, and Jose has a very famous video of him coming out after a match where a, vi- where a referee cheats him out of the game, or he feels like the referee has cheated him out. But yeah. he's not allowed to say anything because then you'll get in trouble with the, with the soccer authorities. Because they'll say you can't bring the game into disrepute. The incorruptible soccer authorities, of course. Of course, they've never accepted a bribe in their lives. <laughs> and so they're like, you're not allowed to say stuff. So he comes in and the interview's like, what do you think about that lay penalty? Jesus, it fucking really cost your team. It wasn't really a penalty, wasn't it? Though? And Jose says, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Right? That's the quote. Saying a lot okay. without saying a lot there, Jose. So Magnus Carlsen, he tweets out this video stating that he was leaving the competition, leading to all sorts of drama, all sorts of goss. What could lead world champion, world famous, Sean, world, world famous. champion Magnus Carlsen, who a man who I just learned about four minutes ago, <laughs> to leave this competition? Um, other big names in the sport declared Nyman's play a bit sus is what they've said. Right. Um, Did they talk to Kasparov? Did they talk to Kasparov, Connor? No. (laughs) Suspicions suspicions were raised further when Nyman admitted to cheating twice previously. Chess.com issued a statement that it had banned Nyman from its site over his alleged cheating in the past. Interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chess.com, the authority on chess as far as I'm concerned, by the way. Of course, I, I assumed. They, uh, they they let you play anyone and then they rank you and it, look, it's, sometimes it's humbling is all I want to say. <laughs> How often have you been on chess.com? Every so often I'll just go on chess.com to see if I suddenly became a prodigy. Mm, I, I haven't. That's good. Scrabble is the one for me. Scrabble? Oh, Scrabble. no one would ever play Scrabble with me. See, I, I had the app on my phone that you like play other Oh, I remember this during lockdown. And, <laughs> and I had like a 150 win streak. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I just missed a day. I had like seven games going at once <laughs> against seven other people. You had, because you were talking to me about this and you had created like characters and you hated them. Like you, you, you wanted to destroy them with Scrabble words. And you did and so, for the most part. And so I just, I, I played seven games at once for about six months. And then I, I think I lost one game to the guy who was like ranked second in the world and I just never played it again. That's fair. Always leave on near the, near the top. I, I was like 150 and one and I was like, no, nah, that's enough. I'm you too. left and you like went out I'm, to your family and you're just like, if I speak, I am in trouble. So. I'm in trouble. I'm not going to say it, but if I speak, I'm in trouble. Um, so chess enthusiasts online have since gone on to speculate that Nyman's may have been cheating with computer assistance. 
and anal beads. See, again, it, it pops up in the story. You don't often want the anal beads to pop up, but here we are. Um, so, several of the tweeters, Sean, the old tweeters, uh, they have come out and they have said, currently obsessed with the notion that Hans Diamond had been cheating at the at the cup chess tournament using wireless anal beads that vibrate him the correct moves. No. <laughs> no, he wasn't, was he? <laughs> Um, chess fans speculated that anal beads could transmit messages Sorry From an accomplice Have they just decided that this is what he did? Is there yes. evidence to- <laughs> <laughs> Man accused of cheating I'd say there's something up his arse to be fair I, I mean, To be honest they've definitely accused 9 million people of this before And this oh, is yeah. the only time everyone's like wait fuck it You know what? Could be the fucking anal beads. It's like it's it. Look, it's a theory. Like it, it technically would work. It'll be John says this about literally everything that ever happens. If but, there's one check that you, I can guarantee you, they don't do yeah. at the chess championships. <laughs> it's a strip search. So he might. Be, he might get away. To? Why would you need to? Surely. No one wants to win a chess that badly. I like the idea as well that this is a strategy he used on chess.com as well. Like he was just on his own. <laughs> like he's at home. He's at home. He, like he's controlling the button himself. And look, whatever makes you enjoy chess, go for it, says I. That sounds yeah. like a great experience. But I feel like if you're going to use it in the tournament, there's no need to use it at home. You can just chill out. Like you well, can you, cheat your own way. No, because you don't want to be. You you don't want to feel like you're doing something different. At the tournament, because you might. If you're used to the vibrations, that's it. You, you want to keep them around. You just need it like a, it needs to be like a, a, a sixth sense, if you will. Because you don't want to be sitting there going, "Ooh!" Like every it's, time something happens. No, yeah, absolutely. Or like when when the best move is like pawn to <laughs> e seven. You don't you don't want to be looking so excited to make you such don't a banal want your move. Battleship sunk. I'll tell no. you that now. Oh, he hardly uses it for battleships, does he? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you get that fucking, like, cruiser? Man, you're getting five buzzes after another. He literally can't get enough every game. <laughs> he, has them all, he gets them all in a line. They're a pure straight line. <laughs> so it's constant. For no reason. <laughs> Going to play a game of five-a-side soccer, am I? Well, Jesus. They had a fucking anal bees, just in case I don't know what to do. Next. Quick the ball. <laughs> Quick round of darts, fellas. Quick <laughs> <laughs> round of the playing pool. <laughs> um, however, it's unclear if Nyman could be beating the tournament's anti-cheating precautions, uh, which include a 15-minute delay in the broadcast of moves and radio frequency identification checks. <clears throat> okay. So... Apart from the ridiculous anal beads theory, people suspect that Nyman's got his hand hands on Carlson's game plan ahead of time, thereby anticipating his surprise opening. Chess is fucking bust. We need an update to chess. We need chess two at this point because the game is so optimized that you can you can play a whole game without ever t- like starting the game. Like, just studying moves and what people do mm. and all this kind of shit. That's what the game plans are. We've all seen Queen's Gambit, I'm aware. Uh, but they're like, they'll study past chess games and just be like, no, if you do this, you'll do this and you can bait them into this kind of a thing. Um, there's also, have you heard of Deep Blue? <laughs> no. It's not an anal bead brand, but it's a computer okay. that they made in the 90s to play chess against a human. Uh, okay. against Gary Kasparov who was a grandmaster world champion at the time and 
it got to the point that because uh, up until then no computer had ever beaten a human at chess and so Gary Kasparov like threw a fit at their match so he was like that computer is playing like a human and now you, you, we've gotten to the point with chess where it's that human is playing like a computer because computers are just better at chess it turns out uh, but but I can kick a computer oh you can Connor yeah but can you like if they're winning I can just like give it a swift, swift kick in the side but can you castle one you know oh, can you oh, checkmate just, a computer I oh, well I fucking you know I can turn it off like yeah well plug it out it's a bit of a stalemate so I would say <laughs> if I plug it out that's technically I'm not cheating I just tripped just had a little trip over the plug Right, and are the anal beads in at the time, or is that like part of the... I put the anal beads in the computer for no reason, just Jesus. to vibrate the shine. Right in the USB port. Just just right in, r- but I got it upside down first time round. <laughs> <laughs> and turned around. <laughs> that's, Mad thing. that's an excellent bit to do with anal beads, like pretend you, you put it in the wrong way first. <laughs> What's happened um, to this show? We used to be nice. Oh. It used to be nice, um, but Sean, this is the this is what happened, right? Someone had a theory, and this is a good one, right? So right. their theory is actually even deeper than this, right? They take just like there's just general cheating. No, 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 no. The real answer is actually elementary. They say now that's oh. how you know it's a good one. Uh, Magnus cheats. He's always had anal beads up his own butt, <laughs> maybe for the past ten years. That's how he's been dominating the entire field of players. There's a slight dip during the time he played Caruana because he was so drunk he couldn't feel the vibrations, and he ended up losing the game. His team decided to turn up the vibrations to the max, and that's how Magnus survived the, all the rest of his encounters. Right, it right? broke through the dun- drunken haze. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, recently, Magnus realizes ALB computer design he created had been stolen, but he couldn't come clean about cheating, so he drummed up the excuse of being bored, so he wouldn't lose the world championships, who he right. suspects to Nepo, he's, Nepo stolen the design. After being humiliated in the prior contest, Sean. Interesting. It's all starting to make sense. So in a way, if Magnus did speak up about this, he would be in trouble. If I speak, I am in trouble was actually a double bluff. You think he's talking about there's been wrongdoing on the far side, but he would literally be in trouble. I mean, this is the real game of chess now, isn't it? Like, it's who's who's going to out-anal beat who. Little did he know the real thief was the cocky supervillain Hans. Hans employed the anal bead tactic against Magnus. Being new to use the device, however, Hans didn't know that the signals he sent from his beads interfered with Magnus's device. So I mean They're on the same Magnus frequency. feels unprompted vibrations, starts making some wrong choices, and that's how the other guy wins. It look it's a it it's an airtight theory. Mm. The, the one caveat to this being true is if anal beads are in use, because if not, it's lunacy. <laughs> but if the anal beads are the key to winning a chess tournament, yeah. <clears throat> then that, that that's airtight. There's no flaws no, in that whatsoever. Nyman, I will say, has vehemently denied that he cheated against Carlson. And even Did he so specifically far, deny... <laughs> Having anal beads in. He said he would go so far as to play fully naked to prove the fact. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but, like, depending on commitment, 
there could be a lot of you know there could be a lot of stuff up there is all I'm so saying so among the 10 players participating in this particular cup Nyman was the lowest rated and the least likely to defeat the world champion oh. who was on a two year unbeaten streak he has so been. you know he's the rookie he's the rookie outsider underdog and he's after beating the world champ this is it's unprecedented uh <laughs> a scandal like no other I've seen it's true but it's a very low like big picture it's a low stakes scandal to be fair would you stop this is that's that's perfect for this show shot I want high I want low stakes in the most ridiculous way you want low stakes but high risk like yes yeah I, I want the story that everyone takes really really seriously but ultimately is dumb as fuck the I think right first of all this kid, I I I feel bad that Twitter has just decided now he's a cheater and this is exactly how he did it. Yeah, but also he needs to lean like he needs to create a character out of it and lean into like the villain arc. And I just, think you're thinking of wrestling. Maybe I am. No, mm. you know who I'm thinking of is Maximilian Pegasus from Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> it's exactly the same as Pegasus from Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> In what way? He's got an eye that can see through other people's oh, cards. He has, he has a few things in a particular eye. Few, few sockets filled. Oh, fuck you me. know, jizz, yeah. lads. Yes, uh, lads. <laughs> and that, that's an ancient Egyptian artifact yeah. that lets him see through cards. Mm. Uh, and this I guy. I've seen Yu Gi Oh, by the way. This is all completely true. He's making perfect sense here. This is the first, like, 12 episodes as yeah, well. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. You solved this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this man has a millennium anal beads. In his, in his bum and they let him see the chess future and the future of chess is bright let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> it's dark in there but it's bright on the outside look uh, from all darkness comes a light Connor <laughs> from, from every tunnel has an exit you know what I mean oh Jez it does we all Jez know that <laughs> okay you just need to look hard enough okay <laughs> um, but yeah that scandal is going on in the tr- chess world Sean just, just to let everyone know um, I'll keep you updated if there's any further updates but obviously Magnus has now come out and said if he speaks he's in trouble so we don't know maybe there's nothing to it maybe it's just a kid who beat the world champ on a fluke but he just got lucky uh, and this could be the champ just sour grapes and I think the problem is, though, sour grapes is when you go, oh, he's a dickhead. Oh, he got lucky. And I, I, yeah. I don't mind that, right? I don't, like, I don't mind saltiness in sports or sore losers because it's more funny. And also happens in every single sport. I've never seen somebody come out and be like, anal beads. It's the only logical way to do it. Guys. Just sleepless nights being like, how did he manage it? Like, Just saying, oh, he's a fucking lucky prick and kick the shy over him next time. Play yeah. another 99 times, I'll beat him 99 times in a row. That's all you have to do. You can be salty in that way. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need to. But you don't, you, like, you don't need to fucking put anal beads in the man. Like... <laughs> Not that Magnus. Don't want to put that on a man. Don't want to put that on. Like it's it's a whole. You can just say, "Oh, I had a bad day. He had a good day." That could be how it ends, you know. Yeah, but he's after pulling out the competition now. Jesus, don't pull it out too quickly. Is all I'm saying. Whoa, Jesus! It's like starting a lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it makes the USB sound? It gives you a warning for not removing it safely. You gotta go through it and say remove device. <laughs> so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is a follow up. Oh. 
to a certain chess story that we covered two weeks ago. The fellow with the anal beads in his arse. So, Sean, if you could remind everyone what we discussed uh, two weeks ago regarding the story. So there was a chess tournament a couple of weeks ago where Magnus Carlsen, Grandmaster, basically he, he... Retired from a game of chess, uh, because, for, for unknown reasons, uh, at the time against this like 18 year old, I think American dude. Um, and this American dude had cheated on chess.com and stuff like that in the past. Uh, and Magnus put out a, uh, a video of Jose Mourinho saying, if I speak, I am in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. so then Twitter got a handle on this and they deduced that the American fella was, Cheating in the chess game using vibrating remote-controlled anal beads that someone else was pressing the remote for to tell him which moves to make. Is that succinct (laughs) enough? (laughs) i got to admit, that was perfect. Um, And so what we have this week, Sean, is somebody has gotten in on it because a popular cam site has offered Hans Nyman, the American guy, 18-year-old, $1 million to Holy play chess shit. in the nude to prove that he didn't cheat. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, would you do it? Would you do it if it was you? <laughs> He's the most success. He might be the most successful chess player of all time because of an anal bead rumor that Twitter started up. Maybe, but like for a million dollars, I'll fucking if they look if they want to pay me, I'll do yeah. it twice. I don't care. The, um, I'm not going to name the the site because that would just give them advertising. But um, they have a viewership. Yet. They have monthly viewership of over 400 million people. Um, and it has sent a letter to Nyman congratulating him on his victory over Magnus Carlsen and extending sympathies for all the accusations of cheating against him. The cheating scandal has, of course, lit the chess world on fire. It really has. Magnus played him again later, right? And this yeah. is over, like, Skype or Zoom or something. And Walked out. Walked out, literally. Like, Magnus made a move, then this other dude made a a move, and then Magnus just, like, signed out of the call. He was like, no, I'm not doing this. Because he knew. So, Magnus is big thing. He's the world number one. He hasn't been beaten for, like, eight years or some shit. And he comes into the competition, and he gets beaten by this kid, this 18-year-old kid. Now, looking at it, right, here's the thing. I've I've read all the reports. I've read all of his interviews. Magnus mm-hmm. Carlson, he seems a bit pissy now, Sean. It's, He's not a very pleasant man, I would say. He doesn't come across well in the interviews. He, his PR team must be ripping their hair out because he's like, yeah, he's a fucking cheater. He fucking like, would have beaten him anyway. But like, he, he cheated, obviously. Like, I don't know how any evidence, but, but that's why he beat me. Cause yeah, yeah. It wasn't because he's better than me. No, he just... He, like, one, he doesn't interview terribly, terribly well. Um, and two... He like he's leaning into like the meme side of chess now. Chess is massive on Twitch, by the way. Uh, mm. Like so, he's just leaning into all that culture and stuff like that. So he's I like I I think look the kid probably had cheated in the past, but like he was probably like fifteen when he did it. Yeah. So I think he probably just played a very good chess game, and Magnus was just like, oh no, I don't want to play this guy anymore. So theories say that apparently, other than the anal beads, um, so that the, the 
Daniel Beads or a shoe. Maybe he had a shoe on that would vibrate to tell him the moves. Other theories have suggested that Carlson's prep work for the tournament was leaked, allowing the 18-year-old Nyman, who despite being the lowest ranked person in the competition, to beat the best player in the world. Um, others theorized that Nyman used a, a shoe computer, as I mentioned, connected to an a- AI. Thus, the suggestion that he that he should play nude because then he would have no longer have any shoes or anal beads or anything like that. Okay, but what could he have? Let's try and like think of a way to cheat in chess. So you can't. They're going to check his arse, so we can't put anything up his arse. <laughs> but he's going. He's not going to have shoes, so that's out of the question. Uh, they probably wouldn't let him have an ear if he just showed up and he suddenly got his ear pierced. That would probably raise a few eyebrows. Uh, it's got to be. I mean, it's got. There's there's one place it can go, Connor, <laughs> where no one would think to check, but it might be very obvious if he's fully in the news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the big thing about this is that Nyman is now like, ah, oh, this lad must, or sorry, Matt Carlson. Carlson's like, this lad must have cheated, right? And but they've checked on AI. I've done research on, and okay. AI has rec- has searched all of his previous games, and then this game to say if he had done any moves that were out of the ordinary, which is weird to think about that the AI could be like nine times out of ten he does this. And in this game, he did this, so he's clearly mm. cheating, right? And the AI has said that none of the moves that he made in this particular game were out of the ordinary to what he would have done in other games. But the problem with that is that he beat the world number one and Carlson's just making a pissy fit because he lost. This would be like Roger Federer losing a tennis match to like someone who was really lowly ranked and be like, oh, I fucking cheated. It's on steroids. He's yeah. Like, you know what? But like, but there's an argument to be made that like the best chess player in the world probably didn't look too closely at the games and strategies of the lowest ranked chess player in the tournament. I would be of the opinion that maybe he just had a shit day. He just had a shit day. Like, he just had a bad game. It happens. It does happen. It happens all the time in every hmm. sport. Like <laughs> there could be one fluke every eight years that somebody just flukes away. Yeah. Magnus, you're still very, very good at chess, <laughs> if that's what you're worried about. But now this guy's have to go and he's going to have to have a naked cam shoot for a million dollars. Would you do it, John? I think I would, genuinely. Probably would. For mm. a million? Yeah. yeah. You're not even playing against anyone. You're just in the dude. I'm just in the, I'm just in the nip walking around the chessboard, like, <laughs> just naming the pieces. Ooh, a rook. <laughs> 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 nice me, he says. Um, so, I mean, I don't understand where this is going to go, but I know that uh, Nyman, who's now 19, is, I think, one of the most famous chess players in the world currently for a game he won once, and then Magnus Carlsen has after blowing the whole thing up. Just kind of overnight being like... Do you know what's funny? Is if Carlsen had never said anything, nobody knows who Nyman is. Yeah. Like and it doesn't turn into this whole big spectacle, but because he was trying to be coy and be like, "Oh, maybe he did cheat," he's like, "No, mm. he, 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 he screwed the pooch there, Connor." In my opinion, in my humble opinion, <laughs> that's what we come to you for your humble opinions. I think um, Magnus should get a lush bath set and then just you relax for himself. You know, they're not going to sponsor us. I just called them shit. Oh shit, oh yeah, you ruined it. Connor, I was on such a good game there. <laughs>
<laughs> my rapport was extraordinary. I was emailing back and forth.